Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? Do I have any freaking game? Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville. 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250, 930, online, PR927, FM.com. And watch the show and be a part of the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Make sure you like us on Facebook so you can see all the latest news and notes going on in Pirate Nation and beyond. And also on YouTube, on Pirate Radio TV, our latest interviews with Mike Houston, Mike Schwartz, all of our Pirate Radio Live programs, and the Brian Bailey Show each and every Monday here on Pirate Radio. All that and available on YouTube. We've got Shirley Rhodes here, Chandler Honeycutt, Troy D to my left. Coming up later on in today's show, we'll talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau, Barstool Sports. He'll join us to talk East Carolina, Coastal Carolina. We'll look into some of the bowl games, talk some NFL and college hoops going on tonight. So a lot to talk about with Jeff Nadeau coming up in hour number two of today's show. Also later on on the program we'll talk to kevin monroe kevin has been on the call for east carolina home games this season with andrew bays doing the color commentary with jeff charles but kevin is headed to birmingham for the bowl game so it'll be jeff charles and kevin monroe coming up on december 27th we'll get uh, kevin's thoughts on the location the opponent uh and everything in between the birmingham bowl with Kmo coming up later on in today's program we will open up the treasure chest not once but twice on today's show one time in hour three and of course this is uh troy d's baby and uh troy you've uh requested that we make an extra winner on today's program i bring you early holiday greetings huh. clip and with me will come an extra bonus edition of the treasure chest today not once but twice we will do it once in this hour for those of you tuned in early you will be rewarded in about 30 minutes or so and then we'll do it again later on in the show that sounds fantastic i've missed it i've missed i i love the the tradition continues obviously we put it on but i've missed the interaction with the winner's clip quite honestly we've tried to do you justice by asking a lot of questions and you have you have made me proud I was in my driveway the other day listening to the show where I was like, this isn't the same. And then Clip goes, hold on, before we give it away, need to ask you some personal questions. That's right. And it brought a tear to my eye, Clip. A purple tear that went down. The tradition continues. And I want to thank you for keeping that holiday tradition alive of probing into our listeners' lives. Tuesday, Bryce Williams asked a question. Uh, Yesterday, Stephen Igo. Bryce, I heard, real or fake tree? That was a good one. We had a real one. That's right. I like that. We had a real one on the line with Susan. She is a real one. Uh, Susan Deans, by the way, winner of the $100 gift card to Coco Sports Bar. Robert Matthews won the Bud Light Carolina Panthers Cornhole Boards from Carolina Eagle Distributing. And Shirley, Kevin Ainge was the winner of... The $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. That is exactly what Kevin Ainge wore hey, yesterday. I'm not going to throw shade at any other you know stations or whatever, but I heard someone like, I was flipping around, 
heard someone say, Oh, we got a, a huge giveaway today. We're, we're giving away a $15 gift certificate to such and such. I was like, $15 gift certificate? <laughs> please, child play. Child, it's, please. What a waste of time. The minimum prize in here is 100 bucks. They would that he would have lost his mind for this. Why are you listening to those awful shows, Troy? I know, terrible. I, what's wrong with you? I will say this one was out of market. Uh, I do listen to what people do in other markets, just mm-hmm. to, you know, hear things and say, hey, what are we doing good? What are we doing bad? And I, I like to compare and contrast us to bigger markets, honestly, um, because I already know we dominate this market, so I'm not worried about this market and you know whatever goes on here. I'm, I want to see what how is Pirate Radio match up against bigger cities, bigger mm-hmm. markets. So in all honesty, it was not a local radio station here. It was a station out of market. 10 and they, and they were losing their mind about a $15. $15 gift card. The, the, the DJ was. I'm like, man, geez. Speaking we're of. We're a smaller market, and we're doing hundreds of dollars of giveaways here. Speaking of someone losing their minds, Ed on YouTube, Chandler, has a question. He says, will Britney Spears be at the Birmingham Bowl? Britney who? Spears. That, of course, is a reference to Mike Patrick. <laughs> Which we seem to reference at least once a week here on Pirate Radio Live. Thank I don't you mind for that, Ed. No, I was fun. I would like to request one other thing during this hour. I would love to make another bold prediction. Did you say bold or bold? Bold. B- a bold, bold prediction. <laughs> bold, 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 bold. <laughs> yeah, a bold, a bold prediction. Well, guess what, Troy? Your wish is my command. I do. I love the jingle, um, and I. Love this uh, 40 bowls in 14 days deal we got going on, which is also part of our holiday tradition. All right, Troy. Well, uh, we will do that coming up momentarily. So uh, we will break out 40 bowls in 14 days uh, with Troy D in a moment and later on in today's show with Kevin Monroe. All right. As we sit here on a Thursday, as far as ECU and bowl and all that goes, no, kind of no news is good news right now. Sorry. Like, I was distracted. I got a call. This, we should have, I should have had a fake coach answer a real coach's well, call. What would that conversation have sounded like if he answered the phone? I, I don't want to say which co- what court coach. I'm guessing you're Troy. This is this is Coach Connors. What are you doing? You're on the show. All right, I'll I'll call you back later. Be great today. That's Lombardi, baby. Lombardi, baby. Probably not too far off of how that conversation would have gone. Sorry, I called you, Troy. <laughs> Sorry, right. just answer it on the air next. I time. know I almost did, but then he—I could see him getting upset about that. Yeah, I don't want him upset. You're trying to clown me. We don't want to. Uh, we don't want Coach Connor. He doesn't listen, but his people listen. Oh yeah, so, he's got people out. Yeah, there. I'm already in trouble probably for this right now. Uh, Kenny Curl. Why'd you mention my name? Saying, or uh, am I still on the ban list? No, nah, I'm going to lift it. No. I'm going to lift okay. it. I do Just believe don't... he's uh, learned his. Uh, and for those of you who aren't following this, when I was on the show earlier this week. Uh, we were promoting our game day coverage. and Are we uh, doing a pregame show for the bowl game? Yeah, we're okay. going to do a pregame show. And Kenny Curling's put in writing. Are you guys still doing a fifth quarter for I the mean, bowl game? Just... Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. They say there are no dumb questions. <laughs> well, that was one. <laughs> We've been in this business for 20 years. Just doing business as pirate radio. Not to mention all the other years we've LRB and I have been in business doing stuff. But just doing business as the fifth quarter for 20 years now. We've never missed a fifth quarter after a game. Yep. Hurricanes, we've done it. Yep. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's been 3 a.m. been here. We've done it. Yep. 
Um, of course, a bowl game? You think we're not going to do a fifth quarter? I mean, what a dumb question that was from one of our most loyal right. listeners. We can't get riled back on. All right, sorry. I, I we just unbanned. So we, we, we did not shadow ban Kenny. We, 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 I think we punished him by we said he couldn't. We were debating. We said a lot of things. Yeah, we we weren't going to let him call in. We weren't going to let him win. I've cooled off. I'm willing to just drop all charges. Cooler heads have prevailed. (laughs) We've lifted the sanctions. Kenny admits it was unacceptable. (laughs) We will not accept it. Uh, I'm going to write it off as you know he wasn't feeling good a couple weeks ago. Right. Maybe this probably got some lingering effects. Yeah. Perhaps it was a hangover from the buck or something. I don't know. But either way. We're not going to punish Kenny anymore. All right. We're going to ask that he doesn't ask any stupid questions again. But we will be with you indeed, Kenny. Uh, 245, December 27th on the Bud Light pregame tailgate and after the game on the U.S. Sailor fifth quarter calling show. Yes. And um, looks like I'll be in attendance down there, so I'll give you some live reports. We'll have live check-ins from the Pirate Radio tailgate zone. And uh, I will uh, try and check with you post-game also. Your first trip to protective stadium yes yeah you'll be for the smart ticket birmingham is it smart ticket smarter smarter, which actually i think they're dumber the way i see these shirts being printed hey (laughs) uh but this will be my first not my first visit to birmingham been there a few times actually this will be uh my first time to the new stadium there good deal um this is a reoccurring bit that steven wants to chime in on he says, uh, fondling for the playoffs. I saw you're sniffing around. <laughs> no, we're trying to get away from sniffing. <laughs> sniffing is weird. We're so, trying to get weirder, and fondling right. is pretty weird. Creeping around. Yeah. Uh, fondling for the playoffs. <laughs> that goes back to a show uh, earlier this week where it said Washington, the Panthers, other teams were. It was an ESPN graphic. Yeah. Sniffing yeah. around. Sniffing around. It was well, on Monday Night Football. What happened to yeah. In the Hunt? Why are we sniffing around? Yeah, now? I thought In the Hunt's a good way to put it. It was fine if it but ain't now, broke. But now you're outside of in the hunt. And you're just sniffing around, hoping to get back in the hunt. <laughs> well, I don't think we My should be is there. That Peter, is it Peter? 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 Who? Peter Brady? <laughs> Peter Foot, our intern. <laughs> Peter uh, Foot. Where's Peter? <laughs> Peter. But they. Oh, you think they don't like the term in the hunt? That, so, the the term in the hunt, and then having some mascots that are animals in the hunt, like a falcon. A, like lion. A, pan- a lion, Christ. a panther. That is my theory. No, oh, that's just a theory. That's that, not, no, that's, no, not that's just true. my but theory. That, you know what? They oppose so much. That is a believable theory. That's what I'm gonna, saying. They called ESPN. They yeah. called every single broadcasting company that's shown in the hunt. We're anti and hunt. And do and not do this. You have lions. You have bears. You have falcons. Yeah. Oh my! And these These endangered the hunt graphics. species. Yeah. And, Peter's also protesting Chicago right now because the bears have performed so poorly. But they called and said, this, uh, they're embarrassed. this is offensive and we need to change. Can you please change it to sniffing? <laughs> sniffing around. Gross. Still so weird. Very gross. All right, Troy, uh, on the bowl front, as I said. I brought, I brought my bowl season celebration of bowls sheet so I'd be a little more knowledgeable today. What do you plan to do with that? Oh, you know, have a pop quiz. So. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. This would be kind of fun, like one of those fun games. You, you know, you have the bowl logo, you have the teams, and you flip them over and you try and match them. <laughs> like a match game. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to have it in front of me so I knew when all these games are being played, more importantly. We are a week and two days away from to, day one of the bowls. Yeah. I need to check with the... Uh, or, I'm sorry, a week and one day. With the they family and what the deal is with the, uh, with the family pool. 
Well, I guess if you're in the Dreyfus uh, bowl pool or that one guy on uh, Facebook that said bowls before Christmas don't count. Right. East Carolina's in a bowl that counts. Correct. Well, it just feels... <laughs> and more, then it'll be on your bowl we're, pool. We're in Capital One Bowl Week, Clip. We're in Capital One Bowl Week. I did say one that's a big week. deal. Yeah. So get used to it. This is big teams play after Christmas. Ah, we're going to put Birmingham in this year, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better get on that. We got oh, my dad week. did call me the next day. And uh, for those of you that weren't here, it was my dad's birthday Monday. Uh, he's turned, he's 83 years old and um, man, probably in better shape than a lot of 53-year-olds, quite honestly. Uh, but he did apologize. He said, I was a little tired, you know, when you called. I wasn't ready. You know, it's not that I won't ever want to be on. I just wasn't in the mood for it right then. All right. Yeah, I've moved on. No hard okay. feelings. Hey, for me. I didn't want you feeling like you snubbed you. I'm fine. I told him, I said, Dad, go back and hear that segment online. Our uh, reenactment of that call was probably better than the real call would have been. You're uh, so your dad's 83. 83. You don't like to say your age. He must have had you when he was uh, really old. Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was, yeah. He was in his 50s. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Okay. Okay. All right. That checks out, Troy. Well, yeah. Uh, identifies a 30 year old. <laughs> have you do you have a bowl that you like other than ecu and coastal this is a do you care oh you mean like oh i don't want to miss this one yeah like i gotta be honest i mean i don't even know if i've looked at them close enough yeah i'm with you i think like clemson tennessee it's gonna be very orange that might be fun although tennessee doesn't have their starting quarterback that's not going to be fun. I know. I disagree a, with myself. A lot of these, who's playing in them? Yeah. You know. Who, who's the quarterback? Who, who who are the players, just in general? Um, who's coaching? Who's playing? Oregon-UNC is an interesting matchup. Could be points in that one. Yeah. Uh, Drake May staying at North Carolina. Would that be three losses in a row for UNC if they lose to Oregon? uh they lost to clemson, yeah clemson state, state yeah. and georgia tech before that oh before yeah so good ducks um I'm, i'd watch that one for local interest the duke's mayo ball i always watch you know just to can maryland beat state and are they gonna, oh, an are, ACC they, are they gonna dump mayo on the coach again yeah i'd watch for that literally the end of it all right i think they are remember it was almost a disaster last year they had the Gatorade thing of mayonnaise. Yeah, and they, and, they, shame, and they almost took his head off because the girl couldn't I lift do, it. I, I remember and that. And it almost gave him a concussion. For, I'm not joking. Like, she hit, it hit his head. I thought they said they were going to do something different this year or something. Really? I thought I would. I don't know. Maybe hmm. not. Like, maybe they're going to use bottles and squirt it on them, Coach? That still is a uh, tough picture to look at, Troy, when you look at Shane Beamer yeah, from Yeah, that's gross. Year. It almost makes you want to lose the bowl game. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, if it comes down to the wire, say, guys, we played hard, but let's let's not win this here. This is an interesting one um, because I, I just think it'll be cool to watch. By the way, Shirley, I think this is uh, an addition of Know Your Bowl. Can you uh, hit that real quick while Troy's running over these? Know your bowl. 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 All right, know your bowl. <laughs> no, now, it's not know your bowl. It's know your bowl. Now, of all the bowls, I do think this one's unique because this is the only one that can truly say it's going to be great. <laughs> And that is the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Tony the Tiger. 
Not even Frosted Flakes. It's, Tony the Tiger. No, it's the Tony the, the Tiger Bowl. And the logo is literally Tony the Tiger. Um, you're right. Tony the Tiger now, bigger than Frosted Flakes. Yeah. The brand is not even as big as the mascot now. Like Toucan. This would be like the Ronald McDonald Bowl <laughs> instead of McDonald's. The Toucan Sam Bowl. Yeah. But you know that's Fruit Loops. That's kind of think about the mascots now of these businesses. Yeah. That that now it's not even the business; it's the mascot that's representing the bowl game. Does our skull and crossbones need a name? I, what would you call it? It's a skull and cross microphones. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's taken, bud. <laughs> Is that about me? Yeah. No, not everything's about yeah. you, Molly. You're about me again? Um, I wish State was playing in the Tony the Tiger Bowl. So they can go down to Tony in the Tony the Tiger Bowl. I see Bowl. Tony down there, Tony. Down to Tony in the Tony, 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 Tony the Tiger Bowl. Now, this is interesting, too. Troy, Troy didn't even say the matchup of the bowl game. He's just excited <laughs> oh, about I know. Tony, I didn't Tony the Tiger. The matchup sucks. I just want to see the Tony. Pitt, UCLA. Yeah. Uh, this is interesting. What sponsor almost has two bowl games this year? What sponsor almost has two bowl ba- uh, games? Basic, I don't understand. I would say two bowl games. Uh, I'll answer it for you. All right. Thank you. Cheese it. There is a Cheez-It Bowl, yeah. December 29th. I know that. Oklahoma, Florida State. There's also the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Ah. Uh. Which isn't the Cheez-It Bowl, but they are the title sponsor in, in the logo. Cheez-It. Oh, wow. So wow. really, basically, Cheez-It is, is the title sponsor of two bowls, if you will. The, uh, citru- the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl will be January 2nd. LSU Cheez-It and Citrus doesn't match well. LSU versus Purdue. That's where they dump the... Big thing of cheese that's on the coach, which is kind of cool, actually. Is Tostito still doing Fiesta? <sighs> I thought that might have changed. That uh, is a different one. No, it's oh, not. VRBO. VRBO. Yeah, that's the rental uh, website. Okay. For vacation rentals. And then it used to be the uh, PlayStation. What game do they do? Th- that was Fiesta at one point too. Oh, it was. Yeah. Okay. Like Chick Fil A is stuck with Peach Bowl. To the point where it, there was a time, it was called the Chick Fil A. They even took out Peach, didn't they? They did, and I thought that was a mistake yeah. when they did that. Now they have gone back to yeah the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl, which I think sounds much better. Um, you have Goodyear still with the Cotton Bowl. Uh, the ro- now here's an interesting one: only one bowl does not have a title sponsor. Don't look at it, Chandler, because you're looking at it. Can you name it, Clip? The Rose Bowl. You are correct, sir. Rose Bowl. But I feel like it's going to be presented by something. But on the surface, technically not a title. So usually it's, yeah, you're right. Sometimes it's presented by somebody on it's TV. Like AT&T. They might have a logo on the field. But the yeah. Rose Bowl on the 50-yard line, I think, is just a Rose Bowl. The granddaddy of them all. And then AutoZone has been thick as thieves with the Liberty Bowl for years that they've been there a while it used to be the saint jude liberty bowl if you're mm-hmm. a pirate fan yeah. you'll remember that that's before i believe they had a sponsor and they would just give it to saint jude as the you know yeah. fundraising branch of the but AutoZone has stepped up for your right for a long time now i like uh bad boy mowers yeah the pinstripe bowl now what about that one troy d uh myrtle beach bowl you're right clip good good find it looks like the myrtle beach bowl does not have a title sponsor wow presented by the myrtle beach pelicans <laughs> presented by wings Presented by uh, Senior Frogs. $10 Hermit. And the New Mexico Bowl actually does not, looks like it does not have a title sponsor. It is just, or maybe New Mexico pays for that. Yeah. And that is like the state, uh, you know, tourism board Probably calls by it. The, uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> calls it. So that might be, and Myrtle Beach might be the same way. 
it could be the you know their convention visitors bureau could fund the Myrtle Beach Bowl. That's what they want it called. You'll see a lot of Myrtle Beach commercials right. during so I, the bowl. I might have misspoken. That might actually be the sponsor, Myrtle Beach itself, yeah. as a travel destination, which is probably the case, actually. Uh, weirdest sponsor of a bowl or bowl name? Um, uh, I would say the L.A. Bowl. Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Very weird. Yeah. Does that mean he writes a check to sponsor the bowl? His name's on it. Man. The Jimmy Kimmel. You also have... Um, the Arizona Bowl, but that's brought to you by Barstool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I believe is only going to be available online. You're going to have to go online to see it yep. with some Barstool feed. Yeah. Nice, very look weird. at all the bowl games they, and it says the channel they're on. Uh-huh. That one just says Barstool. Barstool. Yeah, which is great publicity for them for Ohio, Wyoming. But what if you were ECU and you had to go online to watch Barstool Bowl? Fans would not like that. No, they no, would not. They wouldn't. Yeah, it would be another and thing traveling across the country. I would love to see our fans' reaction to that broadcast. It would be another thing they could bitch about. Oh my god! There's a lot of bitching going on. Who is this big cat guy they're going to have calling the game? <laughs> I saw, I saw the post about the shirts. I saw uh, our buddy Willie Smith, who I enjoyed his interview uh, yeah. Tuesday, and uh, he said another thing I hate about this ball. <laughs> he is not a fan. He is not. He, I got say what you whether you agree with him or not. I appreciate his strong take. I told Ellerby that. He doesn't beat around the bush. No, he hasn't. And, and actually, and look, I think all Pirate fans are glad we're in a bowl game, but I don't know anyone that is out there a cheerleader for this bowl, bowl game. There's one guy named Martin. I don't know if you've seen him. Oh, I know. I'm friends with Martin. He lives, he lives in, in Birmingham. Birmingham. Yes. He no, I like it. Hey, listen, Martin's a long-time <laughs> P1 listener. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm friends with Martin. Uh, I know He's the one guy. But that's because it's in his backyard. Because he lives there, yeah. But even Martin would probably agree, not the ideal destination for these Pirates. Yeah. Uh, William says, what do you think of Tiffany Green calling our game? Uh, I don't have any thoughts. I actually... Are you SWAC? I'm SWAC. I'm SWAC. I watched the SWAC championship with Coach Deion Sanders and Jay State. uh, And she did the game. I don't know if I've heard her call again. She was not that bad, quite honestly. Wow. I've heard other, you know, and I'm not, look, I know a lot of guys, some guys don't like female play-by-play folks. Um, Best moments. Some people think, oh, they should just be sideline reporters. It's a man's game. But I say she's better than uh, a lot of other. I, I don't think she was that bad. All right. So I I'm not, I don't Somebody commented her. on one of our posts and said that they do just about every single HBCU game. Uh, right. So that's probably her niche right yeah. now. But I, you know what? I I don't know. I'm going to be there, so it ain't going to matter to me. But uh, I don't think it's going to be terrible. Yeah. I thought she did a decent job. If she calls us by the right name, that's good enough for Yeah, if point. you can hit the east, you'll yeah. be all right. Hey, good, good going. It's a pretty low bar. If you know we're in North Carolina, not South Carolina, another bonus point. Yeah. You hit those. Yeah. You should be. Could, can you go for the trifecta? If you mention the Peach Bowl, Troy will love you forever. <laughs> east, North Carolina, Peach Bowl. Yeah. It's simple. It's yeah. not hard, folks. Uh, Brad is still waiting for the barbecue bowl at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium to finally happen. Well, he needs to talk to uh, my buddy. <sighs> Who was putting that on? Arthur was working on that. Arthur Rich. Yeah. That was his dream. Look, Jameis crashed and burned. He wanted to have the barbecue bowl. And let me tell you something. The, the barbecue bowl in Greenville, North Carolina is every bit as good as the freaking Birmingham Bowl okay. in Birmingham. I was going to say. No, I'm not saying it would be a premier bowl, but it could be just as good as the Birmingham Bowl at UAB Stadium. Yeah, I mean, Christ, UAB is not some ideal destination. Greenville, 
on December is not a destination for teams. Like we need is Boston more so than Greenville. Yeah, is Birmingham mm, a little bit, but no, no. I I totally agree. Yeah. If we're trashing on Birmingham, we shouldn't be adding bowls right uh, anywhere other than Florida, Hawaii, you know, California, whatever. Yeah. Some nice weather. No more bowls uh, here in the South. We've had enough. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We will open up the treasure chest. We when, will when do you want to do this? Take a trip with Troy D down to Myrtle Beach for the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which he will be picking. And coming up in the next half hour. Yeah. All I'll, that I'll, don't go anywhere. All that on the way. Yeah. We're opening up the treasure chest uh, when we return. So get ready when we return. But not yet. Right? When we return. So the phone lines aren't open yet, is what I'm saying. They're not. Right? Okay, I just nope. want to clarify. If you call now, you I'm will just, be banned. Right. We will find you. Okay, I'm just explaining because <laughs> some we people will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> we will find you. And we will kill you. Liam Neeson. Some people need you. it dumbed down. Well, okay. You know what? You're right. And we are doing a fifth quarter. I'm not naming names anymore. You're right. I understand. But don't call in yet. You're right. But call in soon when we say, when I freak out. Yeah. If, well, I'll give the go on this. I'll be the starter on this one. We'll do it old school style. I'm bringing back something from the old school. I'm going to go get it out of my office. Wow. We're going total old school on this. Cover your ears, folks. We're going back to where it all began. Back in time. All right, back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the best Mexican food and fun in Greenville. Come and enjoy favorites like shrimp tacos, steak and chicken fajitas, burritos, enchiladas, ACP, and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Some things uh, stick with our listeners and viewers. John says, bowls before glory holes. <laughs> I guess he... I want me some glory holes. Thank you, Jerry. Appreciate that. Shirley, can we get the long one too? Yeah. Jerry loves the right glory there. I can't tell you how many times in my life when I have had it handed to me in a lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. There it was. Right there in the middle of it. Right there in the middle of it. There are very few things. Now, I've heard this clip about 50 times now. But I got to tell you, and this is not fake, every time I hear it, it brings a smile and a giggle to my face. Like, I can't help but laugh every time I hear this. Like, this ne- literally never gets old. Never. He says it with so much we, pride. I know. He loves it. Glory hole. Like, there it was. It is so funny to hear this guy talk about his glory hole days. He doesn't call the Super Bowl the Super Bowl. He calls it the glory hole. He bowl. does. And they haven't been in a long time. I want to go to the glory hole bowl. All, all around me. <laughs> right there in the middle of it. Glory hole. See it on your face. <laughs> I mean, this guy. Thank you, John, for bringing that up. Uh, Chad wants to know, um, Troy, if you've uh, discussed the recruit 
that was thankful for the offer from Eastern Carolina University? Uh, I only put it on my Twitter, and I was very reserved about it. I put one of those, like, looking emojis, like, what the hell is this type of thing. Very disappointed in that recruit, and if I was head coach, I would immediately rescind the offer. University of Eastern Carolina. I mean, he got it wrong every which way you could get it wrong. Oh, so he went UEC. Yes, he went UEC, which is a University of Eastern Carolina. I almost would have been okay with Eastern Carolina University, but University of Eastern Carolina? He ain't coming here. He don't even know the damn school's name. Is that the type of kid you want at this school? I don't know. How good is he at football? Good point. I don't know. I should find out. (laughs) Yeah. I'll I'll answer your question when I find that out. Uh, I know his attention to detail on knowing what school he's getting offered by is not great. Yeah. So I hope he plays better than he types. Maybe that's his bit. Maybe he gets every school's name wrong just to see how much they really want him. Are they they still going to come after me if I get their school's name wrong? All right. uh, What if we were the University of East Carolina? (laughs) UEC. What if we were? That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Sure. That would be very weird. I don't know if my life would change that much, but... Mine would. How so? It would change drastically. And then I wonder, too, if we had just gone with East University. which is the East. Yeah. Just big East on everything. I think that would be cool. I love love East Carolina. Drop Carolina from it. We should just be the East. Nobody would know where the hell we are. The East University. We are the East. I like that. There is no other East. What, but if, us. what if we were just Carolina University? <laughs> Too confusing. See, we were like Green- you'd be in the shadow of South Carolina. That's North more Carolina. confusing College. East. Anything could be East. Love it. At well, least there's only two Carolinas. Or Greenville University. GU. Greenville College. Too many Greenvilles. Greenville. Greenville State. So your thing is Carolina and Greenville would be confusing, but the word East wouldn't. East is unique. Would East <laughs> represent a whole direction we'll represent the whole damn east coast for all i care east coast university now now we're talking be, i like what this is brainstorming ecu just change the name this is how the sausage is made are you listening philip are you listening <laughs> ecu east coast university that's kind of cool that is kind of cool the coast we could have oh my god oh my the goodness coast on oh. It. philip are you listening philip East Coast University. I think we just tripped upon something here, my friends. I don't know why we're trying, but then people would, <laughs> people would still call us Eastern Coast. Yeah. And we get mad about it. I don't know. I it's think- East. <laughs> Damn it. I thought, we, I thought the change would help. All the ECU stuff. Eastern Coastal. Eastern Coastal University. <laughs> that would definitely be said. Yeah. All right. We're, uh, we're just fixing problems that aren't problems. It's what we do today on the show create problems and then fix them. <laughs> <laughs> all right Shirley. let's do a little uh 40 bowls in 14 days with troy d here troy already has one pick on the board the he very t- first one he took uh miami of ohio to beat uab i did let's see what he's got in the time. bahamas bowl that is correct brought to you by hometown is this i can't read that is it hometown sweets hometown <laughs> so good that's, i'm not the only one that's hard to read isn't it god that hurt my eyeballs chandler what what's the uh Charlie, sponsor? can you hit the music bahamas bowl. 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days oh my goodness 40 bowls in 14 days 
14 days. 14 days. 40 balls. Joey's got his magnifying glass out. 14. I mean, it just looks like scribble. I think it's Linder. It's Linder's. Okay, fine. Forty bowls! Fourteen days! Forty bowls! Fourteen days! Forty bowls! Fourteen days! Forty bowls! Fourteen days! I'm glad I remembered this from last year. I brought it up! And then you're like, oh yeah, there was another one. Yesterday. Quit trying to take credit for this. I'm pretty sure Chandler thought. I brought it up off air. I said, this sounds different. You have one that was edgier. And you're like, oh, yeah, there was one. Then you went on the computer and found it. Yeah, he had brought it up. I had already brought it up. I had brought it up before you. Who gives a damn? Who gives a damn? Who Who gives a damn? Quit trying to take credit for my memory. (laughs) Trust me. If there's one thing you don't want credit for, it's Troy's memory. (laughs) Who gives a rat's ass? (laughs) All right, Troy. We're going to... Oh, people think, oh, Taylor's such a wonderful personality. See how nasty he gets? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) They don't know the real Chandler. You know fake Chandler on the air. Do you know the real Chandler? (laughs) Credit glory hole hog, this Chandler guy. (laughs) All right. uh, So we've been out to the Bahamas, Troy. Now we're going to send you to Myrtle Beach. Awesome. The Bahamas of the East, they call it. (laughs) The Uh, Riviera of the South. (laughs) This is at Brooks Stadium in conway south carolina should have been ecu now how close is conway to myrtle beach have you ever been to conway probably i've never been right next door i've never been i not that i know of i can't say i've ever been to conway i haven't been to myrtle beach i've only heard it myrtle been a little south of uh myrtle beach i don't conway does not ring a bell yeah same here i only see conway's got to be uh west of myrtle beach all right let's see uh how you are at your south no. carolina geography wait where? because east is the ocean so oh, it's gotta be myrtle beach it's gotta be it west. looks like it's northwest northwest yeah. yeah so no i have not been to conway they really had no reason to go there it looks like a good little poke clip yeah let's see uh i'll get the uh the official so directions like maybe 20 miles let's see troy d we've guess. got a 21.2 miles there okay you know your guess. maps yeah just by he looking knows at the map south carolina geography uh so no i've never been there no reason that's too far away from myrtle beach and this kind of a little misnomer to even call this the myrtle beach bowl it's not in myrtle beach correct conway is not i thought this was a little closer it's not all right uh the myrtle beach bowl it's kind of false advertising two teams that east carolina has seen quite a bit of in the past mm-hmm. marshall versus uconn this is monday december 19th 2 30 kickoff weird time on espn very weird very strange Tim yeah. Moore jr we will be watching this one uh while we are here uh on pirate radio live that day jim Moore jr at uconn at uconn what's the marshall coach's name that is huff charles we, huff we played him last year good call Chandler. um troy take marshall all day long how about uconn back in a bowl yeah but you say marshall i say marshall yeah and congratulations to the huskies now independent in football by the way that's right so it's a hard road for them to get in a bowl all right troy what hall of fame wide receiver went to marshall oh that'd be uh whatchamacallit who's on monday night football okay um it is uh jeez his name is featured in a little scary uh 
played with the uh, Moss. <laughs> Randy Moss. Randy Moss. Randy yeah. Moss. Yeah. Played with um, the Vikings. What former ECU basketball player currently plays for UConn? For for UConn? Yeah. Number uh, five team in the nation. In basketball. Last night he had five points and five turnovers. We do have some successful transfers, by the way. Don't sidetrack yourself. Played last year. Oh, I'm blank. Tristan Newton. Yes, God. What if? Imagine. Could you imagine? No. If Tristan Newton was still on the team, I could. And, um, uh, can you get your Gardner? Hand, your hand out of my Sorry. face. <laughs> and Jaden Gardner. Imagine those two guys are on the team still. And then maybe Suggs. We probably would've. Suggs was still here. Imagine those guys now. Yeah. Who could all still be playing, correct? We'd only lost to UNCW by five. Clips. I mean, some, I'm just saying, this transfer portal is really working against us sometimes. Troy. It's holding us back. East, ECU East, basketball, East basketball program has been, has been portaled before the portal was even a thing. <laughs> we, we invented had, the portal. I mean, come on. We wrote the book on transfers. <laughs> we, we were at the transfer bus station before there was a portal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> People looked at this ECU basketball model and said, you know what? We should we open this up get for a portal in here. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Just trying to figure out the reasons why. <laughs> the, at, you know what? That could take a long time. Uh, Someone's still going with the Indio Barrel Ground. <laughs> sure, that's about all I got left. Uh, DB on YouTube says, "Why can't we do like TCU and be solely known as ECU?" See, this is a touchy subject with you. I I kind of like that. Look, you USF has gone this route, so nobody calls them Southern Florida. They still call them South Florida. They do. Some do. Yeah. Most don't. TCU. Nobody calls them Texas Christian. Uh, that's true. They, they don't they, call LSU Louisiana State. USC, LSU, I, I think the UCF, they're trying to just go by UCF. I don't know. I kind of like the move to ECU. I'm not totally opposed to it, but I think using it in conjunction with East Carolina is okay. I don't I don't think it has to be an either or. <clears throat> I like both. I like East Carolina and I like ECU. Yeah. Um, but we really like East Coast University. East Coast University is what we came up with. We're, trade- we're trademarking that, so calm down. Yeah. Uh, in fact, alone. maybe we start our own university. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, was, let's I, was, do that. I was in the uh, beautiful Washington, North Carolina yesterday, and uh, I was at the waterfront, and they're downtown. I'm like, God, this place is gorgeous. You know, the only thing they're missing in Washington a, a major university. How about we talk to our friends at Washington to be the home? Where we have a station, by the way, thanks to our listeners at 104.1 Pirate Radio FM, the home of East Coast University, <laughs> founded in Washington, North Carolina, yeah. on the water. Now they're East we Carolina. We built a stadium does. on the river right there. Wow. On the Pamlico, mm-hmm. and we, we tailgate in boats. Let's do this. Flotilla. Now, East Carolina way, does have a coast campus, they have a uh, campus in the Outer Banks, I believe. So we can just build uh, off. We can build off of that. Let, let's not get crazy. It's a building. I want to call it a campus. I think there's one study department that they research a marine fishery. It is a campus. Something. Have you been to this campus? I have. How big is it? It's pretty big. It's big enough to be a campus. Um, East Coast University. We could call ourselves the Swashbucklers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've gone far enough on this. 
<laughs> I was trying to look up the ECU Outer Banks campus. Which well, I'm does. just saying it may be easier for us just to start our own university than trying to change this one. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know, what's yeah. easier? Maybe we'll get the buy-in. Troy, this is a beautiful campus. It's a building, I as I said. I don't know. What you're it's saying. a building. It's beautiful. Which is fine. It's cool. It's great we have it. Cool. We need building. We can not, build off of it. I would though. not call it a campus. It is called it's a campus. It's called a campus. Okay, well, great. This is our campus here at Pirate Radio. Yes. This is our Pirate Radio campus. You're right. It looks like some like Area but, 51 type stuff uh, going on there. Where is this again? Uh, I don't know. It just says Outer Banks. Um yeah, I don't uh, know. But can we just build off of that building and, and start East Coast University? Roanoke Island, Troy did. Okay. On the coast? Hmm, I can talk to some uh, guys and see what could happen. How about some gals? Uh, Adam says Washington, Adam and Kenny saying Washington was the uh, first spot proposed to be the site of And all, honestly, you think about how different Greenville would be and how different Washington would be if yeah. East Carolina, or at the time ECTC even, was fa- which came to become then ecc then ecu yeah uh if that was in washington how different washington would be and how different greenville would be and people would travel to little greenville to go eat correct shop. little greenville little greenville little historic greenville little g uh robert on youtube says rumors are that ecu was supposed to be in washington north carolina don't know if that's true yeah just mentioned <laughs> that uh, don't they do this all the time to you? No, uh, guys, we had something going on in here. I had to turn <laughs> off the mic. I'm, I swear. I'll give you a pass. Good addition. Yeah. We spent the last 60 seconds while something was going on over there talking about that very scenario. And you know, it's funny because every time I do this, I go in my head, it's like, now they probably just said this, but go ahead. And then I read it and then it's like, we just said I got to be honest, Chandler. There were times, I mean, when I produced Live at Five for all those years that I would zone out. And I would have a point I wanted to make on the show, but I was scared to say it because I was afraid it's already been brought up. So oh, I just right. wouldn't say anything. Yeah. So that I usually went with not saying anything at all. And I just say you just go for just it. Just go, go so, for it. Either way. Yeah. Uh, Kenny brings up a good idea, Troy. If we did start East Coast University, he said with the portal we could probably field a team next year. Sure. Like we wouldn't have to like recruit. Yeah. And try to build this thing. And we would not be about academics. That is not our purpose or goal. Yeah, we would strictly be a football. School. Well, it would be like every other school. We just won't pretend that we care. Right. About it would just be online. We'll take some online classes. We'll probably outsource that to Phoenix University, the academic side. We'll strictly be a football factory. A football factory. I like that. Alex uh, says, "Wasn't ECU supposed to be in Little Washington?" You know, I heard they were. <laughs> uh, we should look into that. We we will. Um. Steve says, what would the mascot be? Troy's like swash. Well, I was just throwing that out there. I'm open to uh, other ideas. Okay. Do you have one? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I was just trying to, that was a space filler (laughs) until we get a better one. Mike P says we could pull a Bishop Sycamore. (laughs) Pretty much. It'd just be a fake school with like 28-year-old dudes playing. That'd be fun. Yeah. Alex says that uh, EC was originally supposed to be in Washington. I don't know about that. Me neither. Sounds sketch. Never heard tell of that. Cap. Uh, ooh. He's capping. All right. Everybody's just saying, when would these buttholes finally open up the treasure chest? Who's saying that? Everybody. Who? Who called you a butthole? Uh, that, you know, Phil and Bill and Will. <laughs> the thrill. And chill. I think we should do it right now, Troy. But... <sighs> We're going to do it in style. We're going to do it old school. Troy D is going to do the honors. Cliff, when we started this thing, this is our 20th season. 
of treasure chesting. A lot of chesting. Now, I heard you misspoke. Uh, it wasn't your fault. You weren't here back then. The first one was a winner-take-all event. All right, that's exactly it what was, I said. Yes, it wasn't you. I believe it was Shirley misspoke. It wasn't. We didn't open up the phone lines. It was a register register on location. Nobody said open up the phone lines. No, no, no. Back then, she said. No, but some, uh, all we uh, said was it was winner take all. No, no, no. Shirley added on to it that there, someone called in and won it all. It, it didn't work like that. It was a register Nobody on cares. location. Why do you got those under we the picked, bus? And then we picked a winner. Nobody needed to know that because I want to be accurate about our history. Right. History matters, clip. And also, history matters. Stop talking. Just when? stop talking. Shirley, <laughs> is that any way to treat someone that just brought you a whole big bag of kettle corn freshly Then topped you come over here and answer the phone, because every time you keep saying I, opening up the phone lines, these freaking phones keep The phones ringing. are going crazy. All right. Well, don't answer them yet, Shirley. Just let them ring. I can't do that. Why? Because, oh, you know what? I'm going to turn my mic off before. Mm, we, mm, talk mm, more about this first time. No. Mm-mm. What do you mean you can't do that? It just you don't have to answer. We, we haven't opened up the lines yet. But I tell you what, you come over here and sit here and let the phones ring for Why fifteen is it so solid difficult? minutes, we and then had, you tell me whether or not you can stand ha- that happen. We've had three very easy, smooth days of the yeah. treasure chest, Troy. All right, well, let's keep that going. Here's the deal, Clip, because when we started this, <laughs> we started with a bell that I had twenty years ago, and I still have today. It's Shirley. Let's not wait any longer. Holy crap. (laughs) What was that? This is a sister I was trying to bang bang the bell with. It broke. Oh, my God. Dude. (laughs) And, folks, this is the reason why that bell should have been destroyed years ago. Let's do it, people. Phone lines are open. Caller 12. 317-1250. 317-1250. 317-1250. 317-1250. Caller 12 is our winner. We'll do a live on the air. Must be 21. Cannot have won already or someone in your family has not won already. Must go on the air with us, answer our questions, and then we will pick a winner. I will pick it personally for you today, and you'll get to talk to all of us. If you're lucky, Caller 12. 317-1250. We'll be back with our winner right after this. listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care, your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006, and they are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Chad Moore says, so I heard ECU was originally supposed to be in Washington. Any truth to that, buttholes? See, I told you. You did. It took it takes a butthole to know a butthole. <laughs> Welcome back in. Treasure chest. We're going to open it back up in the 5 o'clock hour. You missed my bell? Not at all. I've kept this thing for 20 years, Clip. You were impressed that I could find it, weren't you? 
Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, you did say, I can't believe you still have that thing. I am. Yeah, okay. I was surprised. I'm very impressed okay. by all that you do. Thank you. Um, Why is it so hard for you to give a compliment on the air? <laughs> <laughs> you, you easily do it off the air. Nice bell. Every day I go by Troy. Nice bell. Thank you. You want to touch it? <laughs> touch a bell. Sure. I do. It's cool. Yeah, feels all good. Right. All right, Troy. Uh, this, this, take it away. All right, here's you take it away. All right, we opened up the phone lines to caller 12. I actually, all right, I heard you the other day actually accuse Shirley of somewhat with Susan Dean. No, it was uh, her, the first one, Robert Matthews. Okay, again. It was just accusatory. Sometimes I think you hear what you want to hear. I never accused Shirley of anything. I did say it smelled like a setup. I didn't say who set it up. Okay, okay fair. You said it smelled Robert, like a setup. I mean, Chandler, if anybody would set it up. Right. Because Robert complimented Chandler, and then Robert won. Right. You said it smelled like a setup. Yeah. We take our integrity of this contest very serious here. Um, and I was slightly offended. And I, I appreciate Chandler actually defending the company, saying, can't believe you're accusing the company of doing that, especially live on the air, which we would never set up. But it did. I see your point of view. And you like to call it straight, which I also appreciate. So I really saw both your sides' point of view. All right. Um, today would be another scenario, which if I didn't know any better, I'd be like, "This smells funny to me." A little fishy. This could, and I, but I now, I today during the break went back, hovered over Shirley's shoulder, and watched the process, and saw this happen in real time. And unless she is David Copperfield and pulled one of the greatest magician tricks out of the hat, there is no setup here. Shirley, are you David Copperfield? No. Okay. Then this That's is what David Copperfield would say. <laughs> this is unbelievable, though, because let's go on all days that I come on and say, let's do a bonus prize. Normally, we wouldn't even be doing it in this hour clip, but I said, let's do it. Let's make an extra winner on today's show. Let's go to the Pit Electric Live line, and who is our winner? Are you there? Oh, I'm here. It's Christmas magic. Yeah. Your voice sounds very familiar. <laughs> Too familiar. Hey, Dad. I knew it. I knew it. Some people know him as Buddy the Elf. Other people know you as Patrick Brown. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Patrick, congratulations. It's, it's the callback button. It's the new iOS callback button. It gets busy, press callback, press callback, press callback. And eventually, with Christmas magic, you're going to get in. Susan wow. Deans, I think, referenced that the other day. Should Chad not. just put up a picture. He just called 77 times. Wow. Yeah. Wow. First you're of all, in. Chad, let me thank you for your commitment. And your listenership, yeah. and one day this is going to happen for you, Chad. I was really hoping to be on the show when it happens, because this will be a tremendous moment. Um, but sometimes the harder you try, the further you fall. That was beautiful. <laughs> Patrick, Look, tell I, us a little bit about I, yourself I, for folks that don't know you. So during the day, I work for a company called uh, Pixis. It's a global agricultural company, so tobacco in the U.S., um, sunflower seeds in uh, Africa, tobacco, uh, cannabis in uh, Canada, all over the place, all over the world. And then by night, um, I dress up as an elf and uh, try to uh, annoy people and make people laugh. So, 
just depends on who you are. You do a great job at both. Thanks. <laughs> and you've made some cameo appearances and some uh, <clears throat> awesome pirate radio promos lately. Yes, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Redbeard says, "Well, we see how Buddy the Elf gets paid this season." <laughs> A lot of people out there. As I said, calling shenanigans. I, I understand, and if I wasn't here, I would feel I would question the same thing. I sat there and witnessed caller after caller until caller twelve. And by the way, when Buddy the Elf was on with us last week, uh, for those that didn't know, his name was Patrick Brown. I referenced it during the interview because you and Ellery said only one win per household yes. this year. Patrick and his wife have been able to double down yeah. like in multiple years. Yeah, no more Patrick. So I called it the Patrick Brown rule. Had, yeah, and we have like three phones going when that bell goes off. So it's we've got. That's a whole operation. Uh, he's running like a boiler room in this thing. <laughs> no wonder he's winning. <laughs> he's got. He's cheated the damn system. He's got a room full of immigrants got, on the phone <laughs> calling. <laughs> It's all like, people. He's employed folks for this. People need jobs. We got jobs. Patrick Brown. My goodness. Um, yeah. So this is it for the Brown family, bud. That's yes. that's the bad news. The good news is you you won again. All right, right. Patrick. Uh, I believe when I was pretty freshly out of high school and in college, I want to say like, did you used to be a waiter around here and act crazy in public? Yeah, I was the guy that used to uh, toilet paper people and get up on the table and start singing. Yeah. Um, Where? Yeah. Uh I want to say Red Lobster, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Red Lobster, that's a lot, yeah. Which I don't think I've been in 25 years, but I want to say I remember Patrick acting crazy and, like, people going to Red Lobster just to see his antics. Oh, yeah. Funny you mentioned that. Applebee's, O'Brien, yep. Everywhere. I'm not going to say I'm necessarily proud of this, but... I haven't been to uh, Red Lobster in 20 years until two nights ago. Wow. wow. Broke the seal. Yeah. <laughs> My boys heard, Dad, we hear these uh, cheese biscuits. Oh, We've man. heard all about these cheese biscuits at Red Lobster. They're oh, really good. I said, well, I said, I gotta be honest. You know, Red Lobster may not be my first choice for seafood, even though they're called Red Lobster, but I got to give it to them on those cheese biscuits. Yeah. From what I remember, they were phenomenal. Yeah. Well, can we go? Can we try some? I said, you know what? Yeah, we'll do something different. We'll go off the grid. You know, and I, I usually support locally owned and operated businesses right. and businesses that support Pirate Radio. And Red Lobster's a big national chain, probably owned by Darden or somebody. I said, you know what, guys? Let's You you should at least have a cheese biscuit once and try it and see if you did it. So we went to Red Lobster. <clears throat> and, the, and I will say the cheese biscuits were, were excellent. Yeah, I haven't been, like but you it was, said. It was a weird vibe in there, I got to be honest. It felt like I was walking back in time a little bit. <laughs> like a time. But and, and when I was in Greenville, it was the first national chain sit-down restaurant that opened in Greenville. It was on the front page of the Daily Reflector when they opened. I believe it was either <laughs> eighty-nine or ninety for real. And uh, it was the it was in the original location. It's the longest sit-down chain in Greenville, right beside I guess Ryan's at the time, right? If Ryan's was even was there at Ryan's the time, thing? yeah. But, uh, but Red Lobster's first national sit-down chain. Yeah, you know we had fast food restaurants, but nothing like that. So it was a big deal when they came into Greenville. But right. uh, not much, of, not much has changed since, from what I can tell. A lot of free ads for Red Lobster yeah. today on the show. All right, Elderberry's probably going to yell at me for telling <laughs> that. But all right, Chandler, go call on Red Lobster. Oh, we all have to ask a question to uh, Patrick. Oh, here we go. Uh, all right, but let's start with um, Chad Moore. Said, did Patrick say cannabis? I did. I did. 
So what is the in, uh, Canada? In Canada, it's legal. So there's a business up there, a couple of businesses that we um, take care of. So yeah. All right, I'll I'll start, Patrick. Other than dressing up as an elf, what is the weirdest thing you do in your free time? Interesting. Uh, Well, I started the trolley um, in Greenville a long time ago, what, 10 years ago, something like that. But other than that, just try to embarrass my kids as much as I can, I would say. How do you like to do that? Just by existing. Uh, Exactly. Exactly. I just have no shame. And it kind of, uh, now that they're getting older, um, three of them are in uh, college. It just, uh, it's different with the 12 year old that I currently have. Um, as they were younger, they thought it was funny, but now it's just, <laughs> is it easy to embarrass them? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Patrick saw you at an ECU basketball game recently. So you're a pirate fan. Who is on your East Carolina Athletics, Mount Rushmore. Who are your four favorite Pirates of all time? Holy cow. Um, well, I'm going to have to say touchdown Tony Collins just to give props to uh, Pirate Radio. He's pretty cool every time I talk to him. Shane Carden is pretty amazing. Um, and then I'm going to have to go – I'm going to have to go recent. Um, I would say – quarterback that's leaving which kind of makes me sad and um i don't know my fourth all right really all right so he's leaving one tbt tb yeah. all right and TV. we were supposed to go to the game friday night patrick but you backed out which caused me not to go i i i did i did it uh i was actually going to sit uh, with buddy the elf no. you were going to go as the elf yes i thought that would have been cool probably been all over tv I would, I would love to do that for sure. And we still have time, so, you know. Um, TV being the big screen inside me. Uh, medium-sized screen. Chandler, what's your question? Patrick, congr- congratulations. Uh, my question is, besides Elf, what is your favorite Christmas movie? Great question, Chandler. That is a good one. National Lampoon's, for sure. That's a good one. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Shirley. In fact, I have a squirrel. I have a mechanical squirrel as one of my decorations that jumps out of the tree and uh, scares my mother-in-law every time. Wow. She's um, frightened of squirrels. Yeah, it's pretty, it's fun. Shirley, Buddy the Elf really took a liking to you when he was here last week. Uh, what is your question for Patrick? Angriest elf you've ever encountered. Who? Um... Shirley Rose. I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, no. Other than yourself? <laughs> I'm not angry. No, no. I have boundaries. <laughs> I would say, well, it's just uh, maybe an ex-boss, I would say. You know, that just kind of, uh, I uh, didn't, didn't uh, just wasn't very nice. Just, I, can't, I don't particularly care for people who are not generally nice, so yeah kenny curlings is wondering is this the guy that came over to my tailgate and ate our food with all his friends <laughs> yeah that's the guy next door isn't it yeah that, he tailgates next to us yep mm-hmm. that's right that's right i thought it was part of your tailgate walk right over he was having a birthday party yeah some cookies and some pizza yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you just went to start uh, kenny, kenny the answer is yes that's awesome this is the guy <laughs> yeah. recognized your voice Man, these cookies are great. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> hey, everybody, they got pizza. Come on Come over. Come on, everybody's invited. The food is great. 
party. Oh, man. All That's right. Funny. Let's get to the business. All right. Here we go. All right. Here we go. All right. Oh, let me run down real quick. Yeah. Clip. Do you want me and you to do it? You want to go back and forth? Bing bong this? All right. Bing bong. All right. Here we go. Shirley, give me some music. Here's the uh, what's left in the chest. $150 gift card from Bostic Sug Furniture. 12 pizzas from Papa John's. Free uh, VIP membership for a year to hoist the colors. $100 gift card from Familia. $100 gift card and gift basket from the Beauty Bar Mini Spa. $100 gift card from Chico. $100 gift card from Wings Over Greenville. A $50 gift card to Aiden Country Club and two dozen Titleist Pro V1 golf balls from Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau of Winterville Insurance. $100 gift card from Tiebreakers. $100 cash and a t-shirt from Sparky Snowballs. Bud Light Fire Pit Cooler and Tailgate Chair from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Natural Light Candy jam set cooler and tailgate chair from carolina eagle distributing tailgate party for 10 and a gift basket from parker's barbecue a pirate fan gift basket from ube a 25 dollars gift card to christie's euro pub the dap house sidebar and jarvis street bottle shop hundred hundred dollar total value hundred dollar gift card to jersey mike's 30 minute stretch assessment and one hour massage from bodies and balance the buck gift basket which includes a hundred dollars cash $25 gift card to the Beach Tavern, two tickets to the New Year's Eve party, t-shirts, and a L.A. Rams Aaron Donald jersey. Wow, get the fuck out of here. I saw that jersey today. Late addition to the chest. It is sweet. We've, the chest keeps getting bigger, by the way. Indeed. All right, uh, here's what's gone. The uh, Bud Light and Carolina Panthers cornhole board from Carolina Eagle is gone to Robert Matthews. The $100 gift card to Coco Sports Bar went to Susan Deans. And a $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique went to Kevin Ainge. All right, so you're, what, you want to call your shot again, Patrick? Anything special? Like, man, I would love to have this if I had a choice. I'd, I, you know, the Bud Light thing is pretty cool with the fire pit and uh, all that. Is that that's still in? That's in play. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. That's nice. <laughs> no, my wife wanted the Shinesy thing or whatever. I'm just excited that your guys' chest keeps getting bigger. That'd be cool yeah. if you won that cooler and tailgate chair and you could go to Kenny's tailgate and eat all his food and, and tailgate then sit out there. there. Right. Yep. <clears throat> That'd be <Yeah>. awesome. Try <laughs> some of the cookies. <laughs> all right. All right, here we go. Open her up. Shirley, open the chest. All right, I know this isn't rigged because you're watching me, Clip. It's a random draw here. I have no idea what he's going to win. But he's so freaking lucky, he'll probably win what he wanted. All right, I've got the winner right here in my hand. All right. Make sure it's only one it is. Well, how about this? How about that? This may not be what you want, but it's going to be what you're probably going to be happy with. What you need. Yeah. And uh, I was just there today for lunch. It was fantastic. And you could be there soon because you just got a tailgate party for 10 and a gift basket from our friends at Parker's Barbecue. Wow. 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 Nice. And Billy Parker just said, make sure I don't get pulled out this early. I like it when you guys talk about me because I'm one of the last remaining prizes like it was last year. Well, we also mentioned the winners. That's so, what Billy, I said. you will get plenty of So, minutes. Billy, we will continue to mention Parker's Barbecue, and you'll forever be known, associated with Buddy the Elf as the winner of Parker's Barbecue. <laughs> Billy would love you to go in in character and eat. I may do that. Yeah. I may do that. That'd be fun. That's what All right. We'll be in touch with you, Patrick, on how you're going to be able to uh, redeem this. So uh, we'll be contacting you soon. 
and uh, we'll get you the details. But uh, congratulations, uh, a tailgate party for 10 coming your way from Parker's. Nice. All right. Bye, Dad. See you, buddy. buddy. All right. Patrick Brown, a repeat winner. Robert Matthews was a first-timer. Patrick, Susan, and Kevin uh, are previous winners, Troy Day. Incredible. So there you go. Wow. Still a lot of stuff in the chest. Yeah, we're going. We got uh, a lot of winners to have. And we're going to have another one this show. That's right. So if you didn't win today, you still could win today. (laughs) Win today. That kind of came out slurred. But if you didn't win just now, you can win coming up soon. In our next hour, 5 o'clock hour. So uh, this show's flying by, isn't it? It does. Uh, By the way, happy. uh, This is like, you know, I've said sometimes feels like a Friday. It's not. It's Thursday. Doesn't sometimes Thursday feel like a Friday? Mm -hmm. Got a new term. Bounce off you guys. What do you think if we start calling Thursday Baby Friday? I heard that the other day. What do you think about Thursday as Baby Friday? Baby Friday? Yeah. No. 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 Just throwing it out there. Well, it didn't stick. <laughs> and thanks for the feedback. Baby Friday. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Hey, uh, we're having a we're going out for dinner and drinks if you want to come. Oh, when are you going? Uh, Baby Friday. We're going Baby Friday. Did night. you say Maybe Friday? No, ba- Baby Friday. <laughs> Baby Friday night. See, that's what I'm saying. If you say Baby Friday, people are going to confuse that at some point to Maybe Friday. Hey, yeah. baby, welcome to Friday. I, I don't like it for that reason. <laughs> baby but. Friday. It's like Little Friday. I get it. Yeah. But I don't All right, like maybe it. Little Friday. Little Friday. Yeah, Friday Little Friday. Eve. Friday Eve. Wonder if Little Scary likes Little Friday. Little Friday or with a Little Scary. All right, we'll workshop that along with East Coast University and everything else we got going on. We'll circle back to it. Craig says that, as son would call it, that's big dumb. I didn't come up with it. I've heard that phrase. So I'm just getting feedback. Oh, they, if they, we liked it, you would have taken full No, 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 no. I did not invent Baby Friday. I've just heard it recently. And I was wondering, is that a term people are using now to no. talk about Thursday? Definitely not. Okay. Definitely not. So you know how Wednesday, like, like Wednesday, Wednesday has a term. That's universally acceptable now. Hump day. Exactly. I didn't even have to tell you. I said Wednesday, you said hump day. Hump day? So how about a year from now, when people say Thursday and you go baby Friday, it could happen. There was probably a time when you thought hump day was stupid. That's dumb. Never thought hump day was stupid. Hump day! This is how it starts. Conan says mini Friday, mini fry, or premature Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a problem. Gonna skip on the premature Friday. Mini Friday, maybe. Mini Fry. We'll just call it Thursday for now. But it is. Oh, here it is. Friday Eve. We just said that. You did? Yeah, Shirley did say Friday. Did you hear, though, also ECU was once gonna be founded in Washington? (laughs) (laughs) I did hear that. Um, Friday Eve. All right. Troy? We're like one step closer to the weekend. It has been. um, Any big plans this weekend? Do you not have anybody to talk to? I'm just asking. (laughs) What is I doing this weekend? Uh, I'm doing PA for basketball Sunday. Cool. That's really all that's on the agenda right now. Are we still in the How are you going to ask me and then crap on it? That's what I do. Yeah, we're still in hour number one of Pirate Radio. Yeah, we need to take a break. John's going to yell at you. You're driving the bus bus. I'm only a guest. Troy, it's been a pleasure. Good seeing you guys. We'll talk to you Monday. Congratulations, Patrick. Good luck to the rest of our listeners, and uh, I'll see you next week. All right. We'll see you on almost Tuesday.
take a break, come back. More to go after this. to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at PirateWear.com. UBE has the biggest and best selection of ECU sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages. Every day is game day at UBE. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. I feel like when Troy leaves, we need like a buffer segment. Like I need like some um, like spa music, like easy listening. I need a nap. I need like, yes. Because, I mean, why? He, it's why he's so good. He's high energy. It's something always happening. It's just, it's, man, nonstop, 100 miles an hour. You just need, like, a cool-down period. But anyway, here's your quote of the day. Chandler, can you get out and um, find a sponsor for a new segment, the quote of the day? Sure, absolutely. All right, get, get that done for us. Here's a, a free one. Your name, your business could be attached to this segment, the Pirate Radio Live quote of the day. It comes from Geno Smith, quarterback, Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith was asked whether he got frustrated during his seven years as a backup. His response, my tough times would be a dream to someone else. Word. What a quote. What perspective. 100%, dude. Yeah. Hunted. Hunted. No cap. None at all. Not a single cap. That's facts. My tough times would be a dream to someone else. Great perspective wow. from Geno Smith, who has become very quotable since becoming the starter. He also said this. He said, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yeah. He's been a quote machine. They wrote me off, but I didn't write back, though. Also, Chandler, um, I just saw this. This is not good news for the Panthers. Saw Big Cat from Barstool talking about it. Um, it looks like the Seahawks, the official dog of the Seattle Seahawks turf, has passed away. The official know. dog? Yes. I didn't know they, they had, had a one. dog. Neither did I. Uh, but they have an official dog. Were they going? Were they going to go out there on Sunday and play for the dog or something? It's a dead dog game. Oh my gosh! They'll probably wear a dog, like a paw on their helmet. Oh my gosh! Hey, let's do this for turf. I mean, Panthers don't stand a chance now. Oh my gosh! Kenneth Walker is going to score a touchdown. Is he out? I, I was just—that's why I was just thinking he might be out. But Geno Smith. No, gonna, he's going to come back from injury. He's going to play for his dog, for the dog. But Geno Smith is going to score a touchdown, or DK Metcalf is going to score a touchdown, and he's, they're going to lift up their jersey, and it's going to be a picture of that dog on the shirt. I thought you were going to say lift up their leg and pee like a dog. Or they could do a Joe Horn and, and pee on the uh, field goal. Hold up. Uh, no, that was Randy Moss that did that, right? Hold Man. up. Joe Horn did the phone thing. Yeah. 
Randy Moss mooned the crowd. He didn't pee. Who peed? There was Wait. a um, Ole Miss receiver. Oh, I, I want to say it might be the guy for the Jets. Moore. A lot. Uh, it was a uh, Elijah Moore. I think it was him. He did the pee celebration in the Egg Bowl. Yes. You Why can't are... just be throwing around names of people. Yeah, it can. Pe- well, you did, so I guess you technically yeah, can. can. And what? And what the hell's someone going to do about it? That's my question. Oof. See, I like Joe that. Horn, Elijah Moore, uh, Randy Moss. Who? I, let me throw out Steve Smith. I'll throw out anybody's name. I'll put some respect on their name. See, Tell I, me I can't do that. Yes, the hell I can. I like this attitude, Chandler, because you're the right. The hell I can. Who's going to stop you? I ain't going to stop you. Don't stop me now, like Queen said. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I'm talking about? Are you on one right now? I, you got me on one. Okay. Chandler, if, down. if you uh, Panthers say, hey, we need you, Chandler. We need a long snapper. No, nah, they got the best one in the history of football. Yeah, but he strained. The dead dog came back to life and bit him. <gasps> so he's out this weekend. I love your scenarios. He's the got, dead dog came back to life and bit our long snapper. He's got dead dog rabies, and he can't play this week. <laughs> They need you. You fill in. Snap. Beautiful snap to the punter. Punts it. It's fumbled. I'm trying to think. So, yeah, it's caught and then fumbled. So, you... It's not a muff. It's a fumble. You pick it up. You score. Cameras on you. The world is watching. What celebration are you doing? Um... I might. You, you, you gotta go. Like everybody, your teammates are huddling around you. You gotta do something right now. Um, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna say, is it, hurry up, man! You threw this on me. I, I probably do. You didn't expect the score. You didn't know you were. You're surprised. Probably act like I'm a jazzercise instructor. <laughs> what? Probably. How, how does that look? Okay, so get hey, get, get all my a... get all my teammates like act, act like they're in the living room, and like. <laughs> And then so you're I, saying sit down, y'all sit down, y'all sit down. All right, y'all sit down. And, and then I'm gonna be, like do have them do exercises. Hmm. All right. <sighs> I still don't. So what is that gonna look like? Jumping jacks. Jumping jacks. Maybe running in place. Maybe do some. You know. You know some toe touches. Okay. And that's gonna be like your only career touchdown. Oh So no, that's gonna no. be your one I might dance. Hit the gritty. I might gritty on them. I might gritty. You're gonna be doing it all. I might. Hmm. Oh man, this is a good. I like this. Uh, I like this conversation. What else can I do, Shirley? I could probably do the Dolphins call you. Right. Tyreek Hill uh, got in trouble for something he did a long time ago. Um, they need you at receiver. Okay. Of course, they're not going to cover you. They're gonna put three guys on Waddle. Two guys on Gasecki, one guy on that dude I never heard of that scored against the Niners last week. Mm-hmm. You're wide open. You catch it. You cross the goal line. What are you doing? I'm going to do some version of the icky shuffle. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Conan brought that up on YouTube. The icky shuffle. The icky shuffle, which was very simple. It was kind of a. Thing. It was just a you know couple steps to the left, couple steps to the lot to the right. A left, a right, a left, spike the ball. Fair enough. Uh, oh, touching tribute to Icky Shuffle. To, to Icky, Icky Woods, Woods, I should say. 
Uh, what celebration would you do in the end zone? Let us know. We do have YouTube psychopath commenter talking to himself with different names again. It's very creepy behavior. Kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, I mean, I would add my twist to the icky shovel. Like before I spike the ball, I might clean a little dust off my shoulder. Okay. Just. I used to like the. Uh, I saw this one brought back on Sunday. I hadn't seen it in a while, and it was like a backup running back for the Bengals, who caught it. And this was popular. I want to say like in the uh, late nineties. I saw this a lot, where the guy that like the ball was stuck to his hand, and you like try to spike it, and it stuck to your hand. So he has to take his shoe, and pry it off his hand. Oh yeah. Saw yeah. that one on Sunday. I've not seen that one in a while. It, that, it's been a while since. Uh, been a while. Been a while. Nice little throwback there. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Gosh. I'm trying to think of an awesome celebration. You know maybe, what I wish that they would bring shot? back? Maybe a golf shot? Maybe get my teammates to make an aisle for me like I'm at the 17th hole of the Masters or something. Hit a golf shot and then all them like golf clap. You're going to really, you got. I would do the Hunger Games one. You know, the one where they put the, the <laughs> it's like a, it's like the Girl Scout yeah pledge thing zay yeah. jones has done this one um and i used to be a big star wars fan growing up but he did the uh the, the lightsaber battle and then he at like he um oh yeah with the darth vader chokehold yeah, yeah he did the, uh, the, the force chokehold yeah. mm-hmm. i like when they uh every now and then good just hearty handshakes too yeah yeah i like those that lo- it looks that uh, looks good. who was the one that used to just do the bow i can't remember who used to do that where he would come in we would score and he would just go and it was a running back, and I, I, Arian Foster. It might have been Arian Foster, for some reason. I think I think it's Arian Foster. LT keeps popping into my Tomlinson head. Tomlinson did the. Uh, oh yeah yeah behind yeah behind the head finger roll. That's right. That's right. Now, Chris D- Holmes was it, was it Dion that used to do the. Oh, he did the high stepping. Was it Dion that used to do the Dion? Yeah, yeah it was that would Dion. be Dion. I mean, is it called the Dion? That's, I mean, that. Who is it, is it called? Answer my question. Is it called the Dion? Yeah, he's the only person that did it. No, hell, he ain't. Other people have. Look it up on YouTube. Other people have done that dance. He started it, I guess, but other people. So who are they? Who are they doing it after? I don't know. Well, now you do. Now I do know. Now I know the answer. You know what? I would wish that they would bring that back. Just the the one play. You remember, and I, I hate to do this because it's going to mention Troy, but the Chicago Bears, when they would line up the refrigerator in the backfield on a goal line, you know, in the red zone, oh, and have him plow through the line. Fat man touchdown. Yes. I wish they would bring those back because those are so much fun to watch. My buddy Drock said, pop the top on the football, then drink it like a 40. Yeah? Yes, sir. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Pop the top. I feel like there's been a keg stand celebration. The, the cel- well, that I think that one is multiple people. So you, I mean, are you talking about an individual celebration, or are well, you talking about when your teammates, you. your teammates, your teammates? Chandler's getting the whole team involved in his. So yeah, oh, I, okay, I want to okay. get my teammates involved. Um, I would probably. Ooh, you I could would do prefer this. my teammates to just lift me up on their shoulders and carry me off the field. You can get your teams in a line, get uh, three teammates on each side, and act like you're shooting a free throw, and you shoot the football through the uh, field goal. 
dap up your teammates when you make it like yeah. they do. Steve Smith did this. He had just had a baby. Oh yeah. And he scored a touchdown and then he lifted up he literally took out a ta- his towel from behind him, lifted up the football, and pretended to be. He wiped the oh, football's wi- ass. Wiped the football's ass. I do remember now that. Now, that I is some Smitty stuff that. right there. Priest Holmes awesome. had a very brief but productive run, and he would, going into the end zone, start his celebration where he'd kind of hold his arms out oh, and yeah. the ball and kind of flaunt into the end zone. That was really cool. Um,. We mentioned LT with the flip. Aaron Foster did the bow. Uh, I think Jared Allen, uh, this would be a cool celebration for Bryce, too, when he scored a touchdown. But Jared Allen would get a sack, and he would act like he was fishing. Um, There was another one that used to use a bow and arrow. Wesley Walls used to do, was it a guitar guitar or a gun? Was it a guitar? He'd like drop. Oh, no, Wesley Walls would act like he was like shooting skeet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Skate. All right, moving on. But there was there, no, I, there, there? I want to say it was no. uh, maybe an Eagles player, but it was a defensive lineman. And when he would make a sack, he'd run out a little ways, and he would sit there and act like he was pulling a bow. And let Josh Norman got a flag for that against the Cowboys one time, and it made me lose my mind. And then also Taylor Lewan shot at. <laughs> Oh yeah, right in Josh Norman's right face, face after the game. And Josh Norman got so mad. I was at that football game. That by the was way. funny. I was at that football. I was game. on that Team was Taylor Lewan. Oh, that was hilarious. And then Josh Norman threw his helmet at him. Uh, by the way, Conan, I love this one too. It's my all-time favorite. But the Cam Newton, the Cam Newton Superman. And then also, he also had his... Did you like it that time, Washington beat Carolina, and I did that for an entire day straight? I, I loved it because I love some banter. I love good banter. Yeah, I'm <laughs> you, back. Did, you did it all damn day. Oh my gosh! But he also he also had his first down point. I used to love doing the first down point. I would do it in a restaurant. I still do it to this day sometimes. In honor of my good old buddy. Cam when Nick. you get a first down of what? A first down here and there. Maybe when you the- put the car in park. <laughs> Chad likes uh, beast mode, grabbing his manhood. Oh yeah. Hobbit. Oh yeah. There is shot of a Hobbit. Hobbit. Uh, Mike P says, if I had burners like Tyreek after a touchdown, I would immediately sprint to the sideline, grab a water bottle, and spray my feet. Ooh. I've never seen that before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. actually a good idea. Maybe, like, yeah, take off the cleats because they're so hot. Like, ooh. Yeah. And then douse some water on them. Yeah, that is a good one. That's a good then, one, Mike P. Oh, uh, Desh- Deshaun Jackson used to, like, backpedal into the end zone, and then he would also um he would also like do the eagle thing oh yeah i forgot yeah, joining us forgot. now on the pit electric live line is the voice jeff charles who uh joins us here on a thursday jeff uh my producer shirley forgot about you okay it was me i forgot jeff how you doing today well i'm just kind of a forgettable kind of a guy <laughs> that is not true voice stand it we were talking about touchdown celebrations jeff so while you come on uh if Jeff Charles rumbled into the end zone, what would be your celebration? Uh, let's see. Maybe the Heisman pose like, uh, like we've seen before. <laughs> little Desmond Howard Heisman pose. Sounds a little good. Yeah. All right, uh, Jeff Charles fresh off uh, a couple of nights ago, East Carolina falling to 
uncw pirates will be back home coming up on sunday for coppin state talked to patrick mason and Stephen igo yesterday jeff they were at the game patrick said it's the best atmosphere he's covered a basketball game in in a long long time igo was impressed with the student turnout as well and always tough to win on the road but uh sounded like the pirates had uh some uh, a hostile environment they were playing in the other night well, we've seen that before. It was a movie we've seen before, Clip, and uh, you talk about tough on the road. I don't know if you've seen this stat or not, but ECU is 4-24 and in its last 28 games on the road. Yikes. So that tells you how tough it is to win on the road. And, yes, it was a great environment. I'll tell you what they've done with Trask Coliseum. They have really spruced it up, and it is really nice. Every time we go down there, it looks a little brighter, a little nicer. They've got the big video board now over the uh, center court. And, uh, you know, they've come a long way with the building. I was talking with Joe Branning, who has done such a great job as the uh, sports information director there for 37 years, by the way. And Joe was telling me, it was a number of years ago, the folks at UNC Wilmington were thinking about building a new arena there on campus, but it really never came to fruition. And so they said, well, let's just take the dollars we have and fix up Trask. And it's come a long way. It's a very nice place. And what they've done, Clip, is they put chairback seats on the lower deck, the lower arena. And uh, when they did that, they took the bleachers out. So they lost about 1,000 seats. So I remember back in the day they talked about 6,100 seats in the building. Now capacity is 5,100. And they had 5,221 people squeezed in there the other night. So you could tell it was overflowing, and the atmosphere was terrific. Uh, They've done a great job. And, you know, Cliff, when you win games, things seem to fall into place. And UNC Wilmington won 27 games last year. Hmm. They were 27-9. and They won the CBI championship. I remember watching that game on television. They played Middle Tennessee in the championship game. It was really an exciting game. They beat them in double overtime, 96-90. to so here they are coming off a 27-win season, and people are excited about it. And they've got some extra bucks now to put into the arena. And so under Takeo Siddle, they've had a lot of success. Jeff Charles joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Jeff, really enjoyed the broadcast uh, with you and Coach Michael Perry. Can definitely tell uh, that uh, the chemistry has developed between you two, and um, I wanted to, to say that. I really enjoyed the uh, listening to you guys the other night. Well, thank you so much. And, yes, uh, Michael deserves a lot of credit because we threw him in the fire last year. He had really never done anything like this. And so we went through some growing pains the first year. But you are exactly right, Cliff. And I tell everybody that Michael's doing a terrific job. And this year he's become a lot more comfortable on the air, as you can tell. And you're right, he and I have a lot in common. We both love hoops. So we've got some good banter going on back and forth. And we feel very comfortable with each other. And he's become a really good friend. And, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with Michael. He's doing a great job. How do you or Coach Perry or anybody explain, Jeff, uh, Javon Small making all his free throws and the rest of the Pirates going three out of 17 at the line? I know there was a game down in Florida, I believe the uh, the first game of that tournament, where East Carolina struggled from the free throw line, but saw it again the other night missing 14 free throws. It was really bad, Cliff, and when you look at the stats at the end of the game, you mentioned uh, all of those uh, guys who were involved, but they were 11 of 25 from the line. That's 44%. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a game, quite frankly, in which a team shot 44% from the line that had 25 free-throw attempts. So it was one of those nights, and 
you know, there for a long stretch of the game, UNC Wilmington wasn't making free throws either. So it was one of those kind of games that you've seen and a lot of our listeners uh, have seen before. It was just a ragged kind of game. I mean, the, the atmosphere was great, and you had all of those fans there were just kind of getting ready to explode on a nice run that their home team would have had. But it really never happened, as I said on the broadcast for the Pirates. It was kind of like a slow death. It wasn't one of those kind of games where a team went on a 18-2 to two run and then just blew you out of the building. But, you know, they would just keep building the lead little by little. And I thought Coach Perry made a really good point. He said UNC Wilmington plays a lot like John Thompson's teams did at Georgetown, especially when they're playing at home. They hack a lot. They hold and they have a lot of players that uh, they're playing right now in their rotation. They're playing 10 or 11 guys, so they have a lot of fouls to give, and especially playing at home. I think they dare the officials to blow the whistle, and so every shot is contested with a hack or a hold or a push, and that's what happened in the game this past week, and it just tends to slow the game down, and there are fouls called, and guys are going to the free-throw line, so there really wasn't much of a flow to the game. Now, in past games, between ECU and UNC Wilmington, there have been some great games for the spectators to watch. But this game was a slow-paced game, a lot of free throws, a lot of fouls. It really wasn't one of those kind of games. Jeff Charles joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. Pirates coming off that loss. They'll try to get back to their winning ways coming up Sunday at Coppin State. Juan Dixon bringing his team into town Sunday at 2 o'clock. Jeff will be on the call there. Jeff will be on the call for the Birmingham Bowl coming up December 27th. Jeff, first time we've had a chance to talk since the location, date, time, and matchup came out. So uh, what's your take on the Birmingham Bowl? Pirates and uh, Chanticleer is going at it. Well, I am really looking forward to going to the stadium because I'm hearing rave reviews about it and guys who broadcast games from there have texted or called or whatever and said, you're really going to love the stadium. So I'm really looking forward to it. I know it's going to be a great place for us to broadcast from. It's got all the bells and whistles. It's relatively brand new. And I think it's in a great location for Pirate fans being located right downtown. The hotels are there. The restaurants are there. The shopping is there. So I'm excited about seeing the stadium and seeing a, a new venue as far as the opponent is concerned. Over the years, we've talked a lot about, will East Carolina and Coastal Carolina get together sometime on the gridiron? And, of course, they never have, so we're going to see that matchup. It will be interesting to see who actually plays in the game for, for both teams because uh, we are in the portal transfer deal right now, as as everybody knows. So we don't know about the rosters yet on both teams uh, going into the game, but it's a, it's a drivable game. I think a lot of Pirate fans will probably fly. But it is drivable in one day. It'd be about ten and a half hour drive, so people could could drive down there if they wanted to. And there are things to do in Birmingham. I've been there so many times, both for football and for basketball. Down through the years, there are some nice restaurants there, and as I mentioned, the hotels are right downtown. So there are a lot of positives, and I think for the Pirates, it's a big game clip because if they can win this game and go to eight and five, that shows a one game improvement from last year. It shows a bowl win for these guys, and will certainly prove that Mike Houston's brought this program a long way with an eight-win season and a bowl victory. So there's a lot to play for for the Pirates, and of Coastal probably feels the same way, even though their coach left. Uh, they're a little bit in flux, and we don't know about the quarterback, McCall, whether or not he's going to play or not. So a lot of storylines in this game, but uh, no answers right now on a lot of things. Yeah, and no, I think that's why the line has trended towards East Carolina, Jeff, with the um... – 
the coach out and McCall. I don't. I haven't seen anything official one way or the other, but uh, certainly sounds like he may not play in that bowl game. So we'll get uh, some Coastal Carolina folks on the phone next week and uh, start talking more about the Chanticleers' point of view. But East Carolina, a favorite right now. And Jeff, you got to think not that Mike Houston was here seven, eight years ago or any of these current players, but. Uh, Mike Houston's well aware. He talked about it in the uh, his press conference this week after practice. Uh, he knows how long it's been since East Carolina's played in a bowl game, won a bowl game. Holt Naylor's is very aware of that. Uh, Miles Berry, these guys that have been here for so long, know uh, that this has been a big bowl drought uh, here for East Carolina. So I got to think they are going to take this thing uh, 100% seriously with these practices they've got leading up to the 27th and uh, certainly on game day in Birmingham. Oh, I would certainly think so. It does seem like it was a long time ago. The Pirates played down at the Trot in St. Petersburg and beat Ohio U in that game when Coach Ruff was here. And it seems like it was a decade ago because it was right at a decade ago. So it's been a long drought. And so many teams just get used to going to bowl games now because there are so many bowl games. Well, for ECU, the Pirates have not been able to go to a bowl game in recent years. So it's a bigger deal, I think, for them. And Again, it's about the players, Clip, and I'm so happy for the players because they've put their blood, sweat, and tears in this thing, and they deserve the reward of going to a bowl game. It's a lot of fun for players going to a bowl game, and the coaches, of course, deserve uh, the reward as well. I don't know if any of them are that fired up taking their families with little kids down to Birmingham and spending Christmas Day in a hotel room, but that's kind of what you have to do with the way these bowl games and these dates obviously fall. So... It's going to be a good time. We're going to go down the day before. That's usually what we do now with bowl games. Gives us enough time to get ready for the broadcast. So we'll go down on the 26th. The players and the official party will go down on the 23rd. And then, of course, it's just like a regular season game. The charter will come right back after the game. 645 kickoff. So game's hopefully over around 10. And then uh, the charter on the way back. And hopefully folks can get in about midnight or so and as far as the official party is concerned. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff, do you remember the quarterback uh, for my uh, for Ohio in that bowl game we won, the last one we won? Do you remember his name? I remember his name. His name was Tettleton. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I remember it because it was Mickey Tettleton's son. I believe maybe Tyler Tettleton. I remember the last name, uh, but uh, Tettleton. That stood out to me. Uh, I'm just with you, Cliff. In fact, I think we – even interviewed him on on my radio show. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah, Mickey Tettleton was uh, an outstanding catcher in Major League Baseball for a bunch of teams, and that was his son. I can't recall his first name right off the top of my head either, but uh, yeah, it was uh, Tettleton and Ohio, and Frankie Solich was the head yeah. coach there. And then, of course, uh, Coach Solich retired two years ago. Tim Albin took over to Ohio, and he's really done a good job with them. They played in the MAC championship game just a week ago. And so, yeah, remember that game pretty well, actually. And uh, I remember there weren't a whole lot of people at the game at the trop. There, I don't know what they announced it at, but I doubt if there were more than eight to ten thousand people in there. But it was a good win for the Pirates, and it was a good win for Coach Ruff. Jeff Charles joining us. Jeff enjoyed the chat as always. We will see him uh, Sunday in Minji's Coliseum as East Carolina takes on Coppin State, and uh, we'll talk more with you next week here on Pirate Radio Live. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks, voice. There is Jeff Charles checking in on a Thursday edition 
of Pirate Radio Live. We will take a timeout, come back, get ready to wrap up hour number two. Still got Kevin Monroe, Jeff Nadeau, and a treasure chest giveaway for you here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We are back with you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Have you heard? Winslow's is now 5th Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room. And with a brand new look, 5th Street Hardware also has a new menu and serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they have brunch starting at 1030 on Saturdays and Sundays. Follow 5th Street Hardware Restaurant on Instagram for the latest events and specials. It's a new look, a new name, but it's the same location right on 5th Street beside beside the State Theater. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you. Pirate Radio Live. Man, could you imagine Jeff Charles getting in the end zone, hitting the Heisman pose? What a sight that would be. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) Chandler, if the NBA playoffs started today, who would be the one seed in the Western Conference? Go. Who would be the first seed? Would it be the Milwaukee Bucks? Well, they're in the East. They're in the East. Uh, The West. It will be the... The answer to this question is a team that is probably east of Milwaukee. Philadelphia 76ers? No, in the Western Conference. Um, I don't know. I don't have a map in front of me, but uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Wow. The Todd Graffaninis would be uh, the number one seed. Just saw that. Zion and Ingram and McCollum and crew playing good. That is news to me because I have not followed any NBA this year because the Hornets stink. Well, John Morant had messed around and got a triple-double last night. All right, Ice Cube. (laughs) I hear you. For the Grizzlies, and Zion dropped 29 last night for the Pelicans. Shirley Rhodes keeping up with the NBA. Well, I had to do the sports breaks this morning, <laughs> so I had to do a little a little digging for only, the NBA scores. Only three games tonight on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. The Buck. Clippers at Heat, Rockets at Spurs, Nuggets at Blazers. Looking at the uh, NFL tonight, it'll be Raiders and Rams. And I heard on Pick Central earlier today, there was a chance that Baker Mayfield could start? Ooh. Yeah. Um, Sean McVay said he wasn't sure if he was going to start or not. Um, wow. But there is a possibility. and So if, he is active. It depends on, I guess, John Walford's health. Yes. That and uh, because he sent over the playbook and everything so that he could study it on the flight over. So, um, and uh, that game actually is going to be right here on pirate radio that it will raiders at rams coming up tonight i got to imagine there's going to be a lot of black in that stadium silver and black to be exact uh with all the raiders fans what do they call their crazy section the glory hole (laughs) 
it, you know that's not what it's called, but you just wanted to hear Jerry Jones. So go ahead and play it. Glory hole. Go ahead oh. and hit it. Charlie. There it was. What was it, Jerry? It was glory. Right. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been to Oakland. When I have had it handed to me and in a Vegas. lot of different ways, but I went back to work, got up on Monday morning, and there it was. Glory hole. The black hole, I believe, is what you were the looking for hole. there, Chandler. Black hole. Uh, so that's going on tonight. That's, College bet. Go ahead. I was going to say I, that's. I remember Scotty Montgomery saying that he wanted to make like the student section here at ECU like the black hole um, uh, for the Raiders. Uh, he did for one lovely September Saturday when the Pirates knocked off NC State. That was about it. And that's it. And that's all, folks. Shirley, what 90s rock band sang Black Hole Sun? Oh, that would be Soundgarden. You are correct. Well done, Shirley Rhodes. With one of the trippiest videos you will ever see on, well... (sighs) when mtv used to play surely i just remember those creepy like they'd smile and yes. they'd get really big yeah that was a creepy video surely that was ha- a disturbing video yes surely have you ever thought about changing your name to what to axel <laughs> just the smile on your face when you said that like you were like really proud of yourself you do know that like you know it's rose okay all right it's axel but rose just, but it's, it but, sounds but, similar but axel rhodes yeah oh boy. answer his question charlie have you thought about it no never thought about it <laughs> damn it i've never thought about t- changing my name to temple i've never thought about dusty uh, dusty none of that none of that surely none temple. of that have you ever thought about changing your name to country <laughs> no and country by the rhodes. way can you give me a ride home <laughs> can it take me home Take me home, country roads. Not to West Virginia. Hey, uh, can you take me home, country roads? No. All right, good stuff, Chandler. Ever heard of Pat and Charlie? This sounds like a joke. What is that? Your left foot and your right foot. Ah. Uh. Pat and Charlie can take you home. This country road ain't. <laughs> Do you have any more liners, Chandler? <laughs> nah. All right. Top twenty-five action tonight: Rutgers at Ohio State and iowa state is at iowa in college hoop so that is what's going on tonight on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck um anybody else get sad when there's like no college football on thursday night like it's all over i do sorry (laughs) my problem is is i can't uh, you know I can't necessarily say that I get sad. Now, Sundays, yes. Like I get like on the weekends, I get kind of bummed when there's no football on weekends. So like, like once you, the NFL ends? Yeah. Yeah, we still have that. So that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And starting next week, triple header Saturday yes. in the NFL. I'm loving that. So you'll have uh games Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. This I, Saturday I, it's Army Navy. Yes, and we in by the way table. Army Navy game can be heard right here on Pirate Radio two o'clock saturday afternoon two o'clock check it out um no what i was going to say is those those monday night games and the thursday night game it's hard for me to stay up because i tend to go to bed fairly early and so uh i just they call you fairly fairly early shirley don't they (laughs) you've been dying for that joke haven't you i don't know it just (laughs) just came to the last two seconds yeah Uh, yeah 
no. I um, but I don't stay up very late, so Saturdays and Sundays are my days to watch football. And I do get sad when they're not on on the weekends. Uh, why is Joanna Man trending on Twitter? I don't know. Pull it up and find out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, no. My God! Uh, hold on, it's twin. It's twinding. Oh, it's twinding over here. Let's hold take on. a break. Yeah, take a break. break. <laughs> that, what is man? The actor in that movie was from North Carolina. Is that right? Uh, I have to Google it up. Oh no! Yeah, we'll move on from that. Yeah, we can't. We can't talk about that. Nope, we'll move on. Uh, let's see, Miguel Nunez. What was the connection? No, nah, he's from New York. What was the North Carolina connection with Joanna Man? Huh? Was there another actor in there that maybe was from North Carolina? The movie was filmed in Charlotte, North Carolina, oh. at the Charlotte Coliseum and the Independence Arena. Okay. I think that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. I knew that there was a sense. North Carolina connection. Oh, he played for the Charlotte Banshees of the WUBA. That's right. How about that? I don't think I ever saw the movie, but I knew that uh, piece I, of pop culture. I watched the movie, and I do. Re- now that you mentioned Charlotte, I do remember <laughs> having that reference in there in the movie. All right, we'll take a break. Come back when we return. Kmo, Kevin Monroe, and we'll open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest. Stick around; it's all on the way after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Brown & Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in eastern North Carolina since 1937. You can shop their entire inventory online at brownandwoodauto.com or you can visit them on Greenville Boulevard, Brown & Wood, Greenville's number one dealership, and the home of the lifetime powertrain warranty. All right, and I have been pushing this all week. I'll continue to do so, but there is a do-good opportunity for you coming up this Saturday, December the 10th, as Kinetic Physical Therapy will be hosting a blood drive. Come to 1540 East Arlington Boulevard to donate blood and help not to help save not just human lives, but animal lives as well. For each unit collected, $10 will be donated to the Bear Garden Animal Rescue to pay for a needy animal's medical expenses and get them ready for adoption. To schedule your appointment, go to redcross.org and enter Kinetic PT or contact Dr. David Edwards himself at 252-902-7061 and he will schedule you directly. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's your host, Cliff Rock. Thank you, Chainman. Thank you, Shirley Woman. Cliff Rock here with you inside the Pirate Radio Studios. All right, coming up this hour, we'll talk to Kevin Monroe a little bit in a little bit. Also, at the end of this segment, we're going to open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest for the second time today and for the fourth time this holiday season. But right now, we'll head out to the Pit Electric Live Line, talk ECU and more with the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau from Barstool Sports. He joins us here on the Pit Electric Live Line. Big man, how you doing today? Very good. How are you, Cliff? 
doing great and uh looking forward to some i uh, got some nfl tonight some college hoops and uh, we'll talk about east carolina and coastal carolina as well but uh big man i uh, looking forward to checking you out on the dozen tonight barstool's trivia show and uh good performance uh the first time your team played a few weeks ago uh, looking forward to seeing you again tonight and i believe i saw that's dropping at six o'clock on uh youtube uh, yeah, I think it's either six or seven, but yeah, make sure you check it out. Um, you know, the dozen's always a, a fun competition, uh, kind of something we can all do as employees and, uh, kind of create teams and stuff. So yeah, it was a good match. Uh, make sure you check it out. All right. Uh, that's coming up tonight. I watch it, uh, every night and, uh, looking forward to seeing Jeff Nadeau on tonight's edition. Jeff, let's, uh, talk uh, about East Carolina's bowl game before we dive into uh, everything else and right now the Pirates uh, I think around nine nine and a half point favorites against Coastal Carolina and I heard Brandon Walker talking about it on Pick Central earlier this week he was going over some early games that he likes and highlighted this one because you got to look at a few factors obviously Jeff when you look at these bowl matchups what's the coaching situation uh what's the quarterback situation and those could be uh and are two big red x's uh alongside the name of coastal carolina right now whereas east carolina they've had some guys enter the portal just like every other school uh but the head coach is intact uh the quarterback obviously intact and uh, they should be ready to go coming up so you know anything could happen but when you're looking for an edge uh, in these bowl games you got to look at the the personnel and uh, and what's going on with the head coach yeah, it's, it's, I think, really the, the most important thing you have to look at. Um, you know, obviously, morale is also important, you know, and that kind of goes with the coaching or, you know, kind of what's going on with the team. You know, you look at Jamie Chadwan, I'm having to guess that he got a lot of money to go to Liberty. Um, they're a, a group with a lot of money, and I'm sure he got it. I mean, leaving Coast to go to Liberty uh, doesn't make that much sense, but I guess in his case it made sense. You also have to, as you mentioned, get your quarterback. This is a quarterback in Grayson McCall who – had just been coming off an injury. So with the future that he has, I'm sure he doesn't want to affect it in a uh, in the Birmingham Bowl. So, yeah, I think that's obviously the reason. And the numbers showing that it's likely that he's probably not going to play and they're going to have a tough time of it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't think they're completely lost without um, Grayson McCall. Uh, you know, they're back. A quarterback's a solid quarterback. Um, but when I look at this game, you have a team that's probably not really interested at all against a team who – you know, let's just be honest. I mean, ECU should very much be up to this game. Um, I know the number, I think, from what I saw, is down to close to seven. So, again, I think it's hard to, to, to gauge until we know exactly what's going on with McCall. I think at this point, you're getting anything at, at seven and a half, eight. If you, if you believe McCall's going to play or, you know, anything, I, I think this is the time to do it because it's going to drop even further. But, you know, Coast Carolina has trouble against the run. You'd have to figure ECU with a – a solid quarterback in a run game should be able to move the ball. Um, I didn't have much in this game. Didn't like it ultimately. Jeff, you always try to get the best number possible. So when you look at uh, we are just over a week away from the first set of bowl games beginning, uh, do you have anything in on any bowl games right now? Or are you waiting to see transfers, you know, injuries, uh, coaching? Uh, do, you, do you kind of wait around for the bowls? Yeah, so I think the first, bowl out of the gate is what the Bahamas Bowl which you know in years past I've, I've talked I mean one of the worst beats I've ever had was on the 2014 Bahamas Bowl many years ago <laughs> but um you know you look at this game I mean it's kind of a match that didn't jump off the paper but I mean I was pretty happy getting anything above 10 here with Miami O 
you know, this is a group every year that bowlers get to a bowl game. You know, generally they're not a team that can compete to win this conference, but I'll tell you what, they're a tough team. They're always good on the defensive end. You're getting a better defense here for sure. Um, I think quarterback-wise, I think offensively, UAB is a little bit better, but I didn't see 10, 11 points in between these two. I'd have put the number more around like seven. Um, throw in the fact that UAB has not been a good team against the number this year. Um, I think as a dog, I think Miami O makes a lot of sense. They've covered, I believe, six of ten as a dog, uh, winning three outright. So I think for me, I'm definitely looking in that first game at Miami of Ohio. I think it's a low-scoring game, probably first to 24 wins. I think in that case, it's probably like, you know, a 21-13 you know, 13 type of game. Jeff Nadeau joining us on the Pitt Electric Live line. They do from Barstool Sports, big man on betting, sit-down podcast, and also you can see him on the dozen coming up tonight. Uh, Jeff, when you look at the uh, playoff, and uh, it is set with TCU getting in despite their loss, um, Your Ohio State does jump in with USC losing, and then, of course, Michigan and Georgia both taking care of business. So you've got your four there. How about the the numbers in those games? Anything jump out uh, at you? Yeah, I played um, over in TCU, Michigan. Um, This is a bet I've made pretty much all year. Um, I I think when you're listing Michigan games in the 50s, I I think you have to always look at playing the over. I mean, this is a team in Michigan who – you can really score to football. I mean, they're they're going to probably push you know forty in this game. TCU, regardless of what you want to say, is not a good defensive team. They're going to struggle in this one. I've also noticed that any team with a decent passing pulse can move the ball against Michigan. Um, we saw Purdue was able to do that. I didn't understand that number at all in that final game. Um, I, I think this number to me should be closer to sixty-five. Um, Michigan's a good defensive team, but remember, this is one of the better offenses in the country that really is never out of the game and has had no trouble uh, in their own right putting up over 40 points a game this year. Um, they're also a team that gave up over 25 a game. So for me, when I look at TCU, I- I'm always going to have some interest uh, in betting me over, especially with the Michigan team, who I just feel like has continued to have numbers that are too low. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Jeff, how about uh, Army-Navy uh, this weekend before we move on from college football? Any interest in the uh, – I know you like the service academies playing against non-service academies team, but how about when they match up together? Yeah, this is interesting. So I thought a lot of the public would be on Army here. It's actually uh, it's actually been a different case. Uh, Sharps have been on Navy. Looks like the public is, is on Navy also. Mostly Sharp, though, 94% of the actual money is being bet on the Naval Academy and pop this number up from one and a half to two and a half. I think there's still some wiggle room here. You look at this series uh, over the last four games, uh, it's flip-flop. Navy won last year, the last time they played. Army won in 2020, Navy in 19, Army in 18. You look at the games. Generally, when these two teams play, um, they're not exactly close. I mean, last year's game was close, but the other uh, three were decided by seven or more points. I don't think this is a vintage Army team. Um, I will say, though, I have a hard time betting anything uh, other than the under. I mean, these two teams just know each other well. I think this is probably first to 14 or 17 win. I actually lean Navy. I really like what I saw towards the end of the season from this group. They are not going to make a bowl game. Neither of these teams are going to make a bowl game. So this is the last uh, game for these groups. Um, And I actually like what Navy can do a little bit more on the offensive end as opposed to the Army. 
<laughs> they've been good on the road, and they've been a great underdog. You look at Army over the last five games as dog, four and one against the number. Lean, um, lean, lean. At this point, honestly, I know I've kind of talked about Navy, but I think Army's probably the play here. I think these are two teams where whoever's getting points, I'm going to just take who's ever getting points. I'm hoping to see it get to three. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Jeff, after uh, sports trivia last night at AJ's. I watched the second half of UConn, Florida, and former Pirate Tristan Newton didn't really do anything for UConn last night. Five points, five turnovers. It didn't matter. They go on the road. They win by 21. I don't know. I don't think Florida's very good, but to that's not an easy trip for uh, for Connecticut. They had the target on their back, undefeated top five, and to go in and blow them out like that uh, was very impressive. So, how uh, you know how good can UConn be, Jeff? Are they a team that you could see uh, at the end of this season being a factor? Yeah, I think I think to me right now, if you ask me who is the best team in America right now, I would say it is UConn. Um, and the reason I say that is I love Houston. Uh, they have battered opponents. The problem is I just I don't really respect that much who they've beaten. Uh, I do think them winning against St. Mary's is good, but you know outside of that, you look at at UConn. I mean, they've beaten uh, Florida in Florida. Um, they've beaten um, Alabama, they've beaten Iowa State, they've beaten Oklahoma State, and they've beaten Oregon, uh, all top 40 teams. I mean, their last five wins have been against all top 50 teams, so that's impressive. I think they're a team that, you know, again, right now is the best team in America. They have been elite on defense and on offense. Um, Sonogo has been terrific. They're deep. They don't need, you know, a star to, 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 to kill it every game. You mentioned last night, I mean, Newton wasn't that effective, and they still were able to win by 20. This is a dangerous basketball team because they take a lot of good shots. They don't let you take a lot of good shots. They rebound the ball at a high level. They turn you over. They make things difficult. Um, Dan Hurley has done an elite job. Um, This is impressive stuff. And I'll tell you again, I mean, outside of Creighton, this is not a good Big East. This is a national title contender. This is the best team they've had. Uh, probably since what? What was that? Twenty eleven when they won the uh, you know, NCAA tournament. Yeah, I mean, it was a couple. Twenty thirteen. Um, th- this is a really good team. Whatever that was, very good. I'm a big Dan Hurley fan, uh, and uh, enjoy watching those guys play. They get after it. Coming up tonight, just two games involving top twenty five teams. Rutgers is at number twenty five. Ohio State, Iowa. Uh, against Iowa State, and that one in Iowa City, and Iowa State is the ranked team in that matchup. Iowa coming off a loss uh, to Duke earlier this week. So, anything uh, tonight in, on the uh, the college slate, Jeff? You're looking at? Yeah, I mean, when you look at this Iowa Iowa State matchup, obviously a big time rivalry. Uh, Iowa's had the upper hand over the last five or so. Last year, they completely pummeled Iowa State uh, in uh, Ames, seventy three fifty three. I think the big question tonight is, what is the status of Chris Murray, uh, the best player for Iowa? He's been in a walking boot. The indications are he is going to play, uh, so that's obviously good, and it really wouldn't have any interest to me outside of that. This number continues to be bet up. Um, I would be on Iowa here. Um, I think this is a great spot for them. They have been very good in this matchup. Um, Did I ultimately get there with it? No, just because, you know, I don't, I feel like Iowa State is going to kind of try to turn the tempo down, slow this down, and I'm really trying to make it difficult. I think uh, ultimately I'm probably going to avoid this one. Uh, as far as the rest of the card, you know, weirdly enough, Cliff, one of the better games of the card tonight is up in the state of Massachusetts. Not a lot of people know much about 
UMass Lowell, but this is a very good basketball team. They got a major step up game against UMass. This is a big game for the uh, for the Lowell boys. They're nine and one. Finally, a step up game. They could really score a clip. This group under Pat Duquette, really well coached and <laughs> really are good on the offensive glass. Good defensively, but we haven't really seen them step up. The only game they stepped up in was at Rutgers. But I'll tell you what, clip. It was 73-65. They're getting a lot of respect in this game. Um, you know, I get the feeling, Clip, this is a higher-scoring game. Both these teams want to play with a lot of tempo, kind of downhill. Um, I was surprised to see a total only at 144. I think this is like first to 75 wins. All right, UMass Lowell. If not for them playing in uh, Minji's against ECU years ago, I probably would have never heard of them, but uh, the big man's heard of them, and certainly every team – in college basketball, uh, keeping an eye on that one tonight. Jeff, um, real quick, NFL, with the injury to Garoppolo, not that I was a huge Garoppolo guy anyway, but I did like the Niners going into the year. I've kind of stuck with them and and had them as my NFC pick, even though the Eagles uh, look great, Cowboys look great. But with that injury, Jeff, what, what does that mean for – philly as far as the nfc goes i mean did you see the niners as a threat uh, and and now you don't or did you not have them as, as a threat anyway to you guys no i think they're the biggest threat to the philadelphia eagles you know yeah. reminiscent clip weirdly enough a little different situation but it is kind of reminiscent of the carson went uh, nick Foles thing where yeah. you know niners have been really good they lose their quarterback and you know now all of a sudden you get a a, a, a backup to come in, you know, weirdly enough, it's Mr. Irrelevant, uh, Brock Purdy. Um, I thought he was pretty effective. You know, the thing is, Cliff, if you have a good offensive line, you've got some skilled position players and a great running back, um, they can make you look really good. Well, and a coach that knows how to use those guys, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's designated uh, to be used. You can kind of throw anybody in there. If they have the ability to play some quarterback, they're going to be successful. And, look, the Niners go on that defense. Um, yeah, this is the team to me in the NFC that worries me as an Eagle fan. Um, I um, I don't really worry that much about – I don't think – I mean, let me ask you, Cliff, do you really believe that the difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy is that bad? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. This defense is how they make their money. Um, they are a better defense than the Eagles. It's that simple. Um, the Eagles have to win the you know, They have to get home field advantage. Coming into Philadelphia is going to be very difficult, I think, for a lot of teams. Um, but no, I, I think they're very difficult. I think they're very tough. Um, you know, obviously, you know, the Cowboys are going to be interesting. Um, I'm not one of these goofy fans that say, I hate the Cowboys. They suck. I know they don't suck. I know they're very good. Um, you know, the Vikings, I think, will have something to say about it, even though the Eagles have beaten them. I think this is a little different Viking team than one we saw back in. What was that, week two, week three? So, yeah, for me, I think there's still a lot of a hill to climb for the Eagles. They continue to get better and, and do their thing. They do. Always enjoy talking sports with you, man. And, uh, you know, you got a lot going on. Barstool Sports. You can check out the sit-down podcast, Big Man on Betting. He's on the Dozen Trivia Show tonight uh, on YouTube, so check that out. And he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live. Jeff, uh, always enjoy the chat, man, and uh, we'll do it again soon. I have to say, Clip, you're always up on Barstool. I'm surprised you haven't mentioned uh, a former employee that, that isn't with us anymore. Big news uh, as Rico Bosco out of uh, Barstool Sports. And uh, he, he's got me blocked on Twitter, Jeff. So, like, it's hard for me to find the news sometimes.
Well, I'm, I'm guessing probably he has most, pretty much everyone in that studio block. <laughs> never communicated with him before. Exactly. It's Shirley Rhodes block. How could you have Cheryl block? <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, but uh, that said, um, you know, all I'll say is uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out, pal. See ya. Nadu still standing. Rico Bosco out. There's the uh, scoreboard. Nadu enjoyed it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds great. See you, Cliff. BMOC Jeff Nadu. We'll talk to him the next couple of weeks and uh, get some more bowl picks from the big man. By the way, not blocked by Rico. I'm shocked to hear that because. I know some of you listening might know some of the Barstool world. Some don't. Uh, For whatever reason, Rico Bosco, which is not his real name. His real name is Terry, and his character name is Rico. Uh, But he and Nadu have a legit blood feud. And uh, the Rico dude is leaving Barstool. Jeff Nadu is there. So big man's doing a victory lap right now and uh but this guy this this rico terry guy if you like a tweet by jeff nadu if you which is why i'm shocked you're not blocked shirley yeah because i've actually directly commented on y'all have like interacted with each other yeah we've interacted with each other um i've never sent rico um, a message of anything and i i'm blocked i've been blocked for a long time so um yeah i don't know it's uh he's it's a weird it's like a whole different universe a universe that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things you know some things matter some things don't mm-hmm. but we we still it's somewhat it's still entertaining. part of your life yeah it's it's all entertainment um but this is like a whole subculture sub universe this barstool stuff and uh, there's a whole world out there that again doesn't matter at all but it is very entertaining to follow mm-hmm. and uh glad they do is uh is on board with us all right let's do that all right 317-1250 patrick brown was a winner a couple hours ago who will be our next winner it could be you if you are caller 12 right now 317-1250 caller 12 We will put you on hold, we'll talk to you, we'll ask you some questions, and we'll give you an awesome prize out of the 2022 Treasure Chest when we return on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots, and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations are available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Charlie, would you say you're in the holiday mood? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not like overly festive. 
I usually start getting that way about midway through the month. So probably by this weekend, I'll start getting really, really festive. All right. Are you in the holiday moody? <laughs> oh. Jesus. Why? Yes. Yes, I am. And yes, Chandler, you're right. It is Jesus' birthday coming up later on this month. Happy birthday. On the 25th. What are we going to get Jesus for his birthday? What are we going to get ourselves for Jesus' birthday? What is Troy going to get himself for Christmas? That is a good question. Troy D brought Shirley some popcorn today. That was a very nice gesture. I'm still debating on whether or not Troy D actually paid for said popcorn. No chance. <laughs> you ever heard Vince McMahon's old WWE theme, No Chance in Hell? Yeah. No chance. No chance in hell. But he did bring it and gift it to you. Yes. So you got to give him credit and for that. And I've been munching on it. And now we are going to be giving away an awesome prize to a regular. He's a listener. He's a commenter. He is down from day one. He began listening to pirate radio as a child he now has a child of his own wow the circle of life wow he is that makes john, me feel really old <laughs> john moody hello john clipper congratulations the moodster how many times john how many times have you won a prize out of the treasure chest one time wow only one a one-time winner when was that john i've only gotten the phone to ring twice (laughs) that's that's nuts but today is your lucky day uh did you win when did you win last uh it was a hundred dollar gift card to a car wash all right nice keep that car nice and clean good deal well john um what you up to today Another day on ECU grounds in the books. Yes, sir. Cutting up leaves. Yeah, how does the, uh, when the seasons change, when the weather changes, like how is your job different from, say, um, you know, the tail end of baseball season when we start to get into May uh, to, like, what you're doing in November, December? Now it's all about just raking up leaves and picking up leaves, mowing leaves. I mean, that's all we do now. You're, you're the leaves guy. Just the leaf guy. All right. Everything else gets put on the back burner. Understood. All right. I've got a question for John. Um, Shirley, Chandler, do you uh, have your questions ready for John Boy? Yes. Okay. Chandler, fire away. John, first of all, congratulations. And uh, my, my question is, out of all the duties that you have on ECU grounds crew, on the ECU campus grounds crew, what is your most favorite thing to do? Is it to cut grass? Is it to trim the shrubs? What What is your most favorite thing to do? What is the thing where you wake up that day and you know you're doing it and you get excited about it? What is that job? That's a good question. I would probably say mowing. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do. John, this is not my question. This is a follow-up to Chandler's question because – I've mowed a lot of grass in my day. Um, used to have the old classic yellow uh, Walkman back in the day, listening to music, and uh, you know I've upgraded to a phone and headphones and everything since then. But are you a? Do you listen to anything when you mow, or are you alone with your own thoughts? I've got to have something on. Yeah, I I can't be alone with my own thoughts. I always have 
pretty much usually pirate ready on and that's not just blowing smoke that's that's usually legit i'm listening to the encore from you know seven to ten and you know then pick y'all guys up at three but definitely got to have either pirate radio on or or just some music yeah understood when you're alone with your own thoughts it could be a scary place dang scary (laughs) that was scary a little scary (laughs) that was a little that was a lot scary uh all right chandler um what was i going to ask um you've already asked your question i know but i was going to doubling down no i uh never mind charlie I forgot. John, once you uh, finish this phone call and you have walked away with a fabulous prize from our holiday treasure chest, what will be your tweet to Chad <laughs> since he could not get in? That's a good question. Mm, that, yeah. A little celebration lap. Um, yeah, maybe like a have to find like an in your face gift and just post that okay <laughs> oh i will look forward to that good call i remember what i was going to ask so john you said that mowing was probably one of your favorite activities on ecu campus grounds crew do y'all y'all do the um y'all have the stand-up uh mowers don't you we do that we have the stand on mowers and that's the mower that i run mm. see I, i've seen you on fifth street uh cutting some grass on that thing it look, that looks like fun it is. It is. You've got to get off of it every now and then just to kind of like give your knees and your back a break and like maybe sit down for a second because once you're standing like that, kind of like a proper stand-up stance for hours on end, things tend to lock up sometimes. Yeah, I could see that. John, my question, you have uh, seen a lot of pirate games, seen a lot of pirate wins, a lot of pirate defeats. If you could reverse course, if you could change the outcome of one ECU athletics event all time, which athletics event would you turn into a W from an L? So, I've got to go with the first thing that pops into my mind. I'm not going to think on it. The first game that popped into my mind was 2008 at NC State. Mm. Mm. Pirates are three three and zero, looking to get to four and zero, top fifteen in the country. Man, that's a good one because you win that one. I think you play at home against Houston the next week, right? Yep. Man, that's a good call. I thought he was going to go to the UCF game, the no doubt, no doubt. But game. I, but I agree with John. I think a lot more stakes in that. I mean, we were. We were thinking, like, we got something going here. We got, you know, at that point, the stakes were much higher in that state game than that UCF game. I tell you, and my wife just reminded me of another good one. The Florida 2015 game down at the swamp, that was was another heartbreaker. We got uh, Blake Kemp with an open Zay Jones. Just slipped out of his hand. And just like... uh, just like the wind did, the ball slipped out of his out of his grasp. When you throw a football, it's supposed to go forward, and for some reason, when he went to throw it, it went backwards. And it is heartbreaking to like look at that play develop and see Zay cut out and he's open. That's tough. All right, John. Enough talking about losses. Let's talk about wins. Um, we got a lot of prizes here. And uh, do you anything in particular you want out of the chest this year? 
Uh, I would say the Jersey Mike. Okay. This card would be be pretty good. Everybody likes Jersey Mike. So John is going for Jersey Mike. Surely you will be picking out his prize right now. All righty. Let's see what we got. The Moodster. The Mood Man. What will he be winning today? Well, John, Ooh. hope you're hungry because you just won a $100 gift card from Wings Over oh. Greenville. Oh. Man. Man, man, oh, man. Awesome. Thank y'all so much. You can hit that up for like, you could ride the mower right over you there. You can. <laughs> I could walk there. Yeah, it's right there at it, man. You can buy your uh, your work crew some food or just keep it for yourself. Uh, yeah, probably just. All right, fair enough. If any of the work guys are listening, probably just going to be me. John, thanks for uh, all your support, all your uh, funny comments over the years, and for uh, tuning in to Pirate Radio. Appreciate y'all so much. John Moody. John Moody, baby. Picking up the win today. We got what the, an awesome win. The Moodster. Wings over Greenville. They deliver. Man, Ryan uh, brought by some on Friday. Friday. And some uh, tenders, some traditional wings. Love the garlic parm tater tots. They still have, of course, the garlic parm fries. Uh, all those I try. He brought the traditional wings, like I said. He brought some boneless, uh, some boneless wings as well. But he brought traditional wings, lemon pepper. Oh my gosh! Get out of here! The Get out of here! Yeah, the lemon pepper ones are Get really good. Get out of here! Yep. Oh my gosh, they were so good. Awesome, awesome stuff. Congratulations, John Moody. We'll open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest once again on Friday. Uh, Shirley, we're short on time. Yeah. And you read my mind. So let's go to the Pit Electric Live line and welcome in Kevin Monroe joining us on the program. Kevin, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm getting excited about doing my first road game of the season. Okay, so uh, you will be there uh, in Birmingham when East Carolina faces Coastal Carolina. We've got the uh, we've got the date, we've got the location, and the opponent. So let's start. Well, let's hit them all with you, Kevin. How about the date, first of all, uh, December 27th? Yeah, I mean, it's fine. I think that, you know, that's kind of bowl season, kind of hitting right there in the middle of between, like, December 18th and 19th through, obviously, you know, early January is when things get cranked off. And, and I'm, I'm I'm fine with playing just after Christmas. It's better than, I think, um, we played in the Hawaii Bowl uh, several years ago. We were, you know, in the hotel on, like, Christmas Day or something. So it's yeah. kind of rough. Uh, so this is better. You get to spend Christmas with your family and then uh, ship off for the game. Uh, how about Birmingham? Seen a lot of reaction to that. We've had some former players on this week that have played there that aren't thrilled about it. But, uh, you know, what about Birmingham in December? I, I had the luxury of playing in the, the inaugural Mobile Bowl. Didn't get a chance to play in Birmingham, but obviously I've had the luxury of broadcasting a game there. So uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, played in the stadium before. Um, it's in one of those environments where there probably won't be a whole lot of fans. Hopefully the Pirates can bring a good contingency down there. Um, the city is fine. You know, it's it's in a, a decent area, uh, not too far from Atlanta. It's, it's a pretty solid population down in, in Birmingham. There'll be plenty of things for the kids to do uh, if they allow them to uh, to see the sites. But, I, you know, I, I'm neither here nor there on it. You know, you go wherever the bowl game is and you show up ready to play. 
And the matchup, Kevin. It'll be a date with Coastal Carolina and a team we have not seen uh, from, but are you know pretty close to regionally. So how about the um, the matchup aspect of it? Yeah, I mean this is not the Coastal from you know the last couple of years. They they are a good team, a very good team. At, you know, nine and three, but. You know they're giving up thirty points a game. Uh, they've been they've had a lot more battles than they have blowouts. Uh, so I expect to see uh, this be a competitive game. Uh, you know, Coastal a couple of years ago was just was lighting everybody up, and uh, they were a scary opponent. Not that they're not scary now, but it's a different Coastal team. So I, I like the matchup. I like the the, the regional regionality of it. I guess. Um, so it'll, you know, I expect to see good fan base from them them down there, and I expect the Pirates to travel well. Uh, and they're an up-and-coming program who's, uh, who's kind of lit it up over the last few years. So I expect uh, them to show well. Kevin, we all know the numbers at this point. East Carolina, of course, bowl eligible last year, didn't play in the game, but uh, went to Birmingham in 2015, have not won a bowl game in eight years, 2014. It has been a long time. So that is the focus right now of Mike Houston, certainly guys like Holden Aylers, Miles Berry playing in their last game. Uh, I, I think they're going to take this one pretty serious um, and, and go out and try to win this thing. For some, it's a exhibition. I think a lot of people on this Pirate team are going to treat this uh, as a big game. What do you think? Oh, there's, there's no doubt. I mean, bowl games are they're important. I mean, they're important at East Carolina. You know, you may you may go to Clemson or Alabama or Georgia, and if you're not in the national championship game, you may not care what bowl game you're in. You may not take it serious. But at East Carolina, they don't they don't come easily. You know, I mentioned in the past that in 1996 we went eight and three and didn't even get a bowl bid. So uh, to to get our bowls and have a chance to go and play and, and win. It's an important thing, and we've lost our share of them over the years. And so, um, we're certainly going to take it serious. And, and you know, we've now had back-to-back winning seasons, which we haven't had in a while. And so, uh, every win, every every time you can tally another W uh, on the what's happened in the previous games, I think it's a big deal. So, I, I fully expect them to take it serious. Bowl season, Kevin, coincides with coaching carousel season. Now with transfer portal season, so we're we're keeping an eye on all those things simultaneously. Uh, as we head into this thing, is uh, Chadwell at, at Coastal heading off to Liberty? We'll have to see if Coastal's quarterback Grayson McCall plays on the ECU side. Avery Jones uh, has entered the portal, so East Carolina will be breaking in a new center on December 27th, and a few other guys uh, have entered the transfer portal as well. So uh, just a lot to keep up with kind of outside of the lines to try to determine what's going to happen inside the lines when they play the game. Yeah, this whole uh, portal thing has really changed the bowl season, and then you add to that, you know, the teams that have to deal with players that want to take themselves out for this, get ready for the draft. Um, you know, you have to respect that. There's certainly, uh, you know, I don't think there's any of that in this in this game, but uh, certainly in some of the bigger games, you're going to see uh, big time players not play. And you know, after you saw what happened with Jalen Smith uh, several years ago at Notre Dame in his bowl game, you kind of kind of at least understand it. Um, so. It's an extra month of practice almost, uh, and then you have that game. So a lot of things can happen over that time period to, to get hurt. But uh, the transfer portal, you know, we talked about it last time we were on. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's something that's here to stay, and uh, it's going to happen at the end of every year. And, you know, guys that felt like they were maybe shorted on snaps or aren't being treated fairly or aren't being taken seriously, they're going to they're gonna try their, uh, their chops in the, in the portal. And, and that portal's getting full. You know, every, every year there's – you know, four to five or more guys from every team in the country in the portal. And yeah. so do the math. I mean, there's a lot of kids for coaches to sit through, and some kids are going to end up 
you know, kind of begging to come back to their school if their teams will take them because nobody picked them up. So uh, maybe as the years go on and more of that happens and, and kids aren't get, are ending up where they wanted to end up, maybe less and less kids will go in the portal. But it's certainly changing college football. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line here on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Our pregame coverage will begin at 2.45 on December 27th, taking you up to the 6.45 kickoff, East Carolina and Coastal Carolina. Kevin, uh, man, you talk about the, a team at East Carolina that goes 8-3 and three and doesn't even get into a bowl game, and now, you two years from now, you can really go into a season no matter who you're coaching and say all right guys our goal is to make the playoff this year because uh with the new playoff format uh that is a great thing for the east carolinas of the world it's a real possibility it's a real thing you can talk about with recruits with your team and uh i think it's only a good thing for the east carolinas of the world in fact kevin we've talked about it the path for ECU to make the the playoff could be easier than like a North Carolina or NC State. I agree. I agree. <laughs> the, the schedule, uh, although you know East Carolina plays a tough schedule every year. You know they're not running up against Clemson and some of the bigger powers, and so uh, in conference, especially now with you know Cincinnati and UCF and those guys leaving, in conference won't be as tough. And then all you have to do, you know, is is, is win the games that are in front of you. And you know East Carolina got in a situation this year after that NC State game, people started to take them serious. And all of a sudden, they were favored in the majority of the games they played the rest of the year. And they, they faltered some, uh, especially towards the end of the year. But after that NC State game, it really showed you know, the country that they could play with anybody. And so if you, if you start the season you know, off on a good foot, obviously the Pirates have played Michigan next year, game one. But if you, if you show well, uh, find a way to win or whatever, um, it, it gives you that extra bump in the polls. And at least it at least has people looking at you. And then if you go out and win the games you're supposed to win, all of a sudden you get some momentum going, and anything can happen. And, and, and so, yeah, I would think that you start the season at East Carolina, you've got a better shot than, than State or, or UNC at making playoffs. And if those uh, <clears throat> that format was introduced this year instead of two years from now, Tulane would be in that playoff. Instead, Tulane is in the Cotton Bowl after winning the American. And how about Kevin? They'll get a date with Lincoln Riley and USC. That's a bit of a letdown for the Trojans who are – Thinking college football playoff before they lost to Utah for the second time this year. A little bit of a letdown. Uh, I'm sure that's not who they wanted to play in a bowl game. Uh, but how exciting is that for Tulane? I mean, that's a big deal, big time program. Um, they're gonna they're gonna take that game very very seriously and uh, and go in there expecting to win. I don't know if they can play with USC or not, but that Tulane team may have been the best team the Pirates faced this year. They were just really really good, especially defensively in the secondary. Uh, offensively, they were just uh, consistent in everything they did. They were able to run it and throw it. I was very impressed with that team, and they continue to beat people all season. Kevin Rowe joining us. Ohio State gets a new lease on life after getting blown out by Michigan, but with that USC loss, they get back into the top four. It was interesting that the committee, I'm going to say, I, I think pers- um, on purposely uh, separated Michigan and Ohio State, but it'll be Ohio State uh, taking on Georgia, Michigan, and TCU. What are your uh, your thoughts on the playoff, Kevin, and, and who comes out on top? You know, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I think Ohio State's good, but they you know they had the major letdown against Michigan. Obviously, Michigan uh, really good on offense, um, starting to play better defensively. TCU. Gosh, I mean, they didn't look great in that in that championship game, but every other game this year they've played well um, and, and shown how good they can be. Uh, and that's not a slouch of a conference 
uh, they're, they're in in Big 12. So, you know, I, I don't know who's going to come out of it. I think uh, probably Georgia. But um, watching these other three teams play, um, I think they're going to be some competitive games. Looking forward to, you know, Ohio State, if they can put it together with all those weapons offensively, how can they uh, move the ball against that Georgia defense? That's pretty fascinating. Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, while we got you here, let's pick a bowl game. It's 40 bowls in 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Rock 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days, 40 bowls. 14 days, 40 bowls, 14 days. Kevin, your game is the Frisco Bowl. This will be, let's see, uh, December 17th, 9-15 in Frisco, Texas. It'll be Boise State against North Texas. Uh, Kevin, do you? Ooh. North Texas uh, will be joining the American next year. We've seen Boise State, of course, in the Hawaii Bowl, and we'll play them later on a few years from now, Kevin. But uh, Boise State, North Texas. Uh, do you have any ties to those schools? What? Uh, who are you picking in that one? I don't have ties to either one. You don't have another records off the top of your hand, do you? Uh, I can. Uh, I can at least pull up. I can pull up a line for the game. I uh, can do you one better and. Tell you uh, who's favored in this game. Um, good question. See, Kevin, sometimes, and I do this with all the guests, people don't even ask the records. So you're asking the right questions here. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Boise is a 10 point favorite in this game. I do know North Texas played in the Conference USA Championship and lost to UTSA uh, on Friday night. I saw that. And UTSA finished the season ranked. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I- I'm going to say. Boise wins, but I expect North Texas to cover the spread. All right, there you go. Uh, the mean green plus the 10. And I, I do not know geographically how close Frisco is to Denton, uh, Texas. So I don't know if there'll be any fans at that game. But Camo is going with Boise outright. All right, Kevin, good stuff. Let's get our uh, weekly NFL chatter out of the way. And I mentioned this with Brian Bailey early in the week when you got division rivals uh, that you don't like playing each other. You always say, man, I wish they both could lose. I guess, I don't know, did Washington and New York both lose in your opinion? I mean, what did you think of the tie on Sunday? I didn't like it. I don't <laughs> like the tie in, in football at all. I just feel like they should find a way to break that tie. I don't know if it needs to be a uh, uh, field kick, like the penalty kicks in soccer. They need to do something to break the tie. And, uh, yeah, it was like both teams showed up and just decided not to play is basically what happened. Yeah, it was. Uh, and now it'll all be decided in two weeks when they meet again uh, in Washington. So they got a quick turnaround. Dallas became the third team in NFL history to score 33 or more points in the fourth quarter of a game. And that was a weird one, Kevin. The Colts were kind of mucking it up, keeping it close, and then boom, uh, that thing switched fast. Yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, it's funny because – 
you know, it was a Sunday night game, so it was a little bit later. My 12-year-old was having to go to bed to get ready for school and right around about halftime. And when he went to bed, it was 14-13 Cowboys. And he was like, why is this game so close? <laughs> and he woke up. He woke up. He was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I thought he thought he was reading something wrong. Uh, this yeah. week, Eagles at the Giants. Cowboys should have a laugher. They are 18-point favorites against the Texans. You rarely see a number that big in the nfl but the texans are awful so keeping up with that keeping up with uh what's going on in the nfl and kevin uh still un- you know unpredictable you've got the lions who have won four out of five trying to get in the hunt there in the nfc yeah. so you just never know the thing that the thing that stinks is that we're probably going to get three if not all four teams from the nfc east into the playoffs because everybody else is so bad in the nfc but then now, if, if everything kind of stays as is, you got the Eagles winning the division, they get a top seed. Now the Cowboys have like the fifth seed because they're not a division winner. Right. They have to go on the road to play like a Tampa. To play Tom Brady. It's so unfair. I just, I, I don't, I don't Kevin's know. already complaining about the playoff matchup? Come on, Kevin. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> I will say, you still got a shot. You got a game against the Eagles, right? So you can get them there. You just got to find another one in there somewhere. Yeah, that's exactly right. We just yeah. the game different, so we don't exactly control our own destiny, but we we can beat them at home and see what happens from there. Yeah, Kevin, always enjoyed the chat, man. We'll uh, talk to you later on this month and uh, get ready for East Carolina, Coastal Carolina. Have a great uh, rest of your day, weekend, and we'll talk to you soon, man. All right, Cliff, appreciate it. Kevin Monroe joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Always enjoy talking to the former pirate and color analyst on the Pirate Sports Network. Uh, we have the answer to Shirley's question to John Moody. What GIF was he going to go with? It is a GIF of Stone Cold Steve Austin talking into a microphone. And it says, I got a little Christmas present for you myself. And uh, that is John's victory lap to Chad Moore on social media. Chad is our lovable loser come treasure chest time can never get in for a win how about john moody it tells you how hard it is to get in john has been listening literally since he was a child i'm sure calling in many of those years um for the treasure chest he's won twice he says he's only got it to ring twice so even if you're one of the 12 that surely answers and says or one of the 11 that says pirate radio your caller number fill in the blank that's kind of an honor in itself because a lot of people don't even get rings. They're like the Carolina Panthers. No rings. That was a pretty good one. That was a, you know what, Shirley? I like... Uh, that was awesome. That was so good. I like that that was a very quiet rim shot. I think you should start judging the jokes on the volume of the rim shot. Because that did not deserve a big one. No. I think that was a perfect little rim shot there. Okay. Do it again. <laughs> all right oh, fun man. show today let's put a bow on the show be safe congratulations to john moody and patrick brown our winners in the treasure chest joining robert matthews susan deans and kevin ainge we'll open it back up on friday's edition of pirate radio live thanks for tuning in today for the great shirley rhodes and the incomparable chandler honeycutt i am clip rock We'll see you tomorrow on PRL. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.